You know what's happened, don't you? Hi guys, Steve here, you're listening to my podcast, 50 Uses for the Word Love. The podcast where every week, myself and a different guest discuss the plethora of emotion and feeling that make up the human condition, and how reductive it is that in the English language we have this one word that covers them all, love. We're finally back after the hiatus. I know I said it was only going to be a week, and it's actually been like a month and change. Main reason is I'm actually quite a low-functioning human being. And the last 10 episodes that I did are probably the most productive I've ever been in my entire life. I basically, I was just tired of being prolific, guys, okay? I needed a nap. Anyway, so now we're back with, let's call it, season two. And we have 10 more very interesting people. I'm really excited for you to hear them. My first guest is the meta-human Jordan Gray. Jordan is an absolute star of stage, screen, and the airwaves. She had a glittering career in music as Tall Dark Friend, a mold-breaking run as a reality TV star on 2016's The Voice and Transformation Street. She has a weekly radio show, The Extraordinary Show, on Sundays, Phoenix 98FM, if you want to check that out. She's even done fucking Panto. She's basically annoyingly talented in just about every way. She's probably quadruple threat at this point, uh, inching into, uh, I guess it would be, Pentruple. Quin, 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 quintruple. Two years ago, she started doing stand up comedy. She's just got, she's a fucking natural. She's fantastic at it. We gigged together many times, became really good friends. We roasted each other in Edinburgh this year, which was a lot of fun. And then, very touchingly, uh, she gave me the honor of being in her sitcom pilot, Tall Dark Friend which is currently winning all sorts of awards out there and uh, having some very, very interesting meetings with people in suits behind the scenes. If you're going to be at the Edinburgh Fringe this year, for God's sake, go see Jordan. She's going to be joining previous guest William Stone in a fucking cracking lineup that champions working-class comedians called Best in Class. It's a wonderful gig, and it's got several of my favourites in it, so that's going to be a fucking great show. Watch that. Anyway, it's great to be back. Uh, I hope you enjoy this first episode. I'm going to go make a spreadsheet or something. You are listening to 50 uses for the word love. Today's form of love is starstruck. Do you remember that time you interviewed Jordan Gray? (laughs) And you you told her that you thought she was a wonderful human being and then she went and did that horrible thing. Well, I'm doing a sketch as Jeff Goldblum. I just think I'll be him in every aspect. Imagine if he turns out to be some Ah, criminal. Well, he is the guy who is so famous. He has a long running uh, death hoax. You oh, right. No. You never heard of this? No. On the internet, there is a hoax about him having died, and it resurfaces about every okay. two or three years. It right. comes up, it grabs oxygen from the internet, and then goes back That's underground. Amazing. And it's, the <laughs> idea is that he's shooting a film in New Zealand, <clears throat> right. and that he just falls off the edge of a cliff. It's not that great either, is it? That's pretty no, but that's why it's just believable enough. Yeah. He's like he's 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 on, on location shooting, and he just gets to the end of a cliff and he's shooting a scene, and he just falls off the end of it, and it's like Jeff's dead, Jeff's, Jeff's Goblin's dead. dead. Like his agent has always had to go back out and go, uh, I saw him yesterday. He's yeah. not dead. I think even, they, someone even interviewed Jeff Goblin about it, and he was like, Yeah, stop doing that. Stop, stop. <laughs> uh, my mother does not like it when you do yeah. that. Stop well, doing what that. about like that agent? What if he is dead and his agent says, "I saw him yesterday," and then someone goes, "Jeff's been dead <laughs> for ten years." <laughs> no, I bet it's just the agent's yeah. holding on to the dream of his one A-list client. He's like, "I saw him yesterday." <laughs> Jeff's been dead for years. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> to be fair, whoever that was, <coughs> whoever that was in Jurassic World, it, did, it definitely wasn't Jeff. It was probably a robot that looks like Jeff. Good CG. Well, they, yeah, they were making the other Michael Crichton film, yeah. Westworld, yes, exactly. where there were robots, and they were like, no, let's do the other film. Yeah, that goatee just doesn't fly. It's not Malcolm. <laughs> I've got a friend that looks so much like Avril Lavigne. That uh-huh. I want to cast her in that's going to take over from the replacement Avril Lavigne that's currently the replacement Avril Lavigne. I'll be like, um, yeah, it's my hot date. This is like whatever crystal she's uh, she's next in line to take yeah. over for Avril Lavigne. Do you want to just get into it? Yeah. Just get into it. All yeah, right. Yeah. Are you happy with the levels? I think I'm happy with the levels. I can always play with it and stuff. Saves you having to do too much. Yeah, totally. Okay. I think, I think you know, you, you do radio, you're fine. How are you... How is your voice louder than mine when you're further away than me? Because I'm thing? louder than you. Yeah, you're but... actually being quite... I think it's because you're in my house. You're being kind of like... Don't want to disturb I'm anyone. scared of all these people. Yeah, like, it's, I'm sorry to take you out of the studio. Yeah, this sure. is cool, right, I'll, I'll be it's here. It's absolutely fine, you can do whatever you want. And if you, if it's just like Minecraft on stage, if you're going to shout, lean back a bit, or look yeah. away. It's can like I... Bill Burr this shit. Hey! Ladies! <laughs> Lady! That was your best, uh... My voice is all croaky at the moment, I don't yeah. know why. What was that? Uh, Louis Armstrong, almost. Uh, oh, yeah, Bill. <laughs> That's my impression of the first five seconds of a, a New York set romantic comedy. <laughs> Starring Jennifer Aniston. Um, <laughs> I've, I have a bunch of weird, obscure impressions. My other one is uh, Gene Hackman when he shouts and sounds like a trumpet. Mr. Yeah. Hunter, I've made a decision. This is my boat. Not <laughs> the <laughs> so it's like, every time every what movie is that that you that is to? Crimson Tide my friend right yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and with that you lost the right to even speak to I know me. well I just I was running through them and the first thing that came to my head was uh, as good as it gets which is a much much more subdued which he is not in is he not no <laughs> as good as it gets yeah that's um, Jack Nicholson oh yeah <laughs> Right. Apparently, it wasn't as good as it got. Well, let's not talk about that. We're not going to yeah. talk about that. I love how we're, we're basically the subject of today's podcast is like fame, which is completely yeah. misreferencing yeah. every single act. We've got you know, Jeff Goldblum's dead. <laughs> Gene Hackman stars in as good as it gets. It's like something's yeah. gone wrong. All right, right. right, great, okay. I'll do my intro. Hi, everyone. You're listening to 50 Uses for the Word Love. I'm Stephen Trumbull, and I love the word antediluvian. Antediluvian. I'm sorry that I came in there to uh, question you. you you As the disembodied voice of the Questions now, please. (laughs) What does that mean? Antediluvian is a very old word that means before the coming of the flood. Anti... Antediluvian. What? Ante, not anti, anti like right, antediluvian. So, right, but that just means against the flood. Then, no, it, it means it means before. It means uh, existing in a time before the great flood, well, um, which basically yeah. means it's the Noah's Ark story. Which I I'm not religious, but I just love the fact that it's a story that's so good it's made its own words. Oh, I like that. That's nice. Yeah, that's yeah. a word that directly references a fictional story. Anti from fuckloads ago. <laughs> Antediluvian. And you can whip it out at any time and it feels great. Yeah. It makes you feel smarter immediately. Antediluvian. Well, cheers (laughs) on on Radio Clink. (laughs) Hi, guys. Uh, My guest today. (laughs) No, that wasn't like take two. It's great. (laughs) Right. Today's guest is my good friend, Jordan Gray. How are you, Jordan? I'm all right. Thanks, Stephen. How are you? Are you all right today? I'm okay. 
This is. <laughs> I like it here. This is nice. I'm surrounded by all this paraphernalia of your friends and roommates. Mm. Um, lots of Marvel stuff, which I very much applaud. I yes, see the yes, little yes. Wolverine there on the television. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Are you excited about a potential very, very uh, left field cameo from Hugh Jackman's Wolverine in the upcoming Endgame? It's very, very left field. Whoa, 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 whoa! Are you serious? Yeah, but but it's. Everything that needs to have happened for it to happen has happened, but that still doesn't mean it's As gonna... in, like, the Disney's got the rights and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and the mentionings right. and the timings and the stuff. The reshoots apparently happened right up until the film went off to be... Oh, shit. Everything. So it could be a... But then, but then it means they wouldn't be able to reboot the X-Men in their own way. Well, Unless it's it, interdimensional. Exactly. It's notoriously <sighs> fragmented timeline, isn't it, right, for the X-Men? because you've got the Infinity Gauntlet, you could go cross-dimensional. The quantum realm. Yeah. You could travel through time, different realities, Rick and Morty style. I would be surprised if they did that before Deadpool, though. Potentially. But then he's obviously he's got a longer-standing sort mm. of screen time as Hugh Jackman. And it'd be yeah. his last hurrah. He's not going to be in another film. No. No he's, chance. He's supposedly had his last film yeah. several films ago. So this could be a little cameo. I just want to see in the last credits three blades shoot through a prota- through an antagonist. Yeah, yeah. And you just you not even see Hugh Jackman. Even yeah, that would yeah. be fine for me. <laughs> oh! My excitement for those movies is indistinguishable yeah. from sexual thrill. Yes, exactly. You you are a big fan of triple penetration. <laughs> triple <laughs> penetration. Yeah. I couldn't even get it out. That's yeah. how it's much I it, love that. Because it cannot be achieved in my waking life. Yeah, 3P is what you... <laughs> as, a, as a transgender lady, I only have but two orifices to <laughs> penetrate. So that that is that third internal spike, that third spike on the yeah. right that I really like. Third yeah. spike on the right and yeah. straight on till morning. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> no, that's great. And yeah. you liked, did you like Captain Marvel? I loved it. I really loved I it. I saw it. I loved I, it. I went it into good. it with just. I didn't. It's. So, but you were so really jazzed for it before. Hey? You're a fan of the character. No. So no. No. What was, what I was, am. I'm it? perfectly happy to admit to the naivete of being a fan of the movies because I'm not invested enough in the comics. But as yeah. a kid, obviously, superheroes is just this thing that you gravitate to. Mm. <clears throat> it was. Um. It was a great musical score. Slightly nostalgic, but we're British, so we didn't have quite the same stuff as they had in '90s America. There's still a good few references. Mm. Um, but just, I cried. I proper bawled my eyes out when she realises that her powers were being limited by this thing. Mm, not just to her mm. hands, but it was a full body thing. I, yeah. I didn't realise. I thought these were blasters that came from her hands, but then I realised she was going to use that to propel herself. I just cried. <laughs> really, really cried. And I, I went that. and got two extra little promotional posters from the lady at the Aww. thing as well to put on my wall. Oh, yeah. that's lovely. Mm. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I liked it too. I liked it too. I thought that um, I liked the Skrulls. And the, the, what happens with their characters I was quite yeah. into I thought it was very clever casting as well yeah and I'm happy that it, it will enrage purists oh yeah it. oh my god that's so fine much so much different... will enrage purists about their film yeah. in fact I can't go on YouTube now without like uh, you know videos about how uh, oh. it's not doing very well at the box office it's doing great. which means that I'm right and it's like actually it's doing really great at the box office it's doing really great it turns out you can just write something as the title of your YouTube video and then, it, then you're you're right about everything. Captain Marvel was the hero I needed to complete my sort of inner self. I think, like, oh, really? I, yeah, like I needed a strong female role model. So because I like the the right. idea of being a lone wolf, but women, we're notoriously sort of like our job is to be in small units and keeping the group mm, together. And these mm. out these high flyers, they don't tend to be narcissistic like Wonder Woman I can't I'm not Gal Gadot and I will never yeah, relate yeah. to the character of Gal Gadot I will, I'll just the character into... of Gal Gadot yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> she's an Illuminati yeah. plant well even as herself what is she is she Greek is she a Grecian she's, uh, she's Israeli Israeli she's just this incredible thing and then Carol Danvers 
I am narcissistic and I also think I'm brilliant. And I, yeah. so I've got that now. I can fill in that little piece of the puzzle with Captain Marvel. It's really, really good. Lovely. So very happy with that. I like this. You've, yeah. you've, you've come to the end of a kind of a personal journey with this. Yeah. I love that. And it was the first instalment of her, you know, his first solo Marvel female lead. It was, mm. yeah, it's everything I needed it to be. And it I think funny. it sounded really well. Yeah, it was good. Okay, so uh, that leads us on quite well to uh, today's, uh, today's form of love, which is Starstruck. Perfect, really well linked because yeah. she's up there amongst the stars as well. Yeah, yeah big okay. time, big time. Intergalactic. She's a yeah. star. You got all misty eyed around her, and she's and she, yeah, she strikes people. <laughs> quite yeah, plasma blast, plasma blasts. She star strikes people. Yeah, yeah. Using the power of a neutron star. This is a really good subject for today, ain't it? Because we're now both of us approaching. I'm definitely going to dip into 2006. Well, Russell oh, Brand. oh, th- this yeah. is definitely what's going to happen. Basically, um, okay, I'll dovetail back. This actually back. goes back to what you had just said earlier a little bit as well. Um, when did you first realise that you were better than other people? <laughs> uh, I think it's one of those things that's like you. Uh, I always knew. This is. I'm saying this like it's a fact, and I'm not sure if I believe it or not. <laughs> except the premise. Yeah, except the premise <laughs> that I was. Say yes yeah. to the premise. When you're little, your world is just the people around you mm-hmm. and then you learn that there's a bigger world so in that little world I was the I was the highest achieving least popular person nice you know? and that's probably yeah. something we can all relate to yeah, as creatives time. or at least comics like you definitely comics yeah but you, you get bored very easily because you ex- exhausted what you're supposed to do and like um, so being clever was the standpoint and the best thing about that let's say you got to choose out of being you the, either the prettiest the cleverest the funniest blah 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 if you pick intelligence, mm. it, it you can utilise that to breach those other things oh, anyway, don't you? Oh, that's you know? so interesting. It's like, because because the cleverer you are, the more attractive you can become, the more successful yeah. you can become. That's really interesting. Yeah, you can externally uh, use you use your intelligence to bring things in externally to make you more popular or even prettier through surgical intervention, perhaps. <laughs> but, but also, yeah, from the inside out, intelligence yeah. means you're more aware of your surroundings and thus you... Protrude, exude yeah. confidence. Yeah, you confidence. Yeah, it was like yeah, intelligence yeah. breeds confidence, which can buy almost anything. Yeah, yeah. but my favourite comedians are people that like I, I absolutely adore uh, Ricky Gervais. Almost everything he's ever done, and the character of uh, well, yeah, he's anything he's ever done. The character <laughs> of Ricky Gervais is what he plays, yeah. and it's that thing of ironic bigotry being uh, performed by someone with a fake false yeah false confidence. Yeah, I never have a second mistaken anything he's doing for real. Mm. confidence you can tell at his heart he's he, he knows he's done very well but he's still got a sense a sort of yeah. a sense I, I think of, I think the latest thing he's done has been interesting because it's it's he, it's the one where he runs the risk of of losing that because for the first time ever his character is kind of very in line with him yeah so like all his characters up until now have been characters who aren't like him and he's using them to say something and it's not being viewed through another person's uh, sort of the spectrum of someone else the idea that david brent we saw his comedy blind spots mm. so we're other people looking at the character of david brent what an idiot we yeah. we, very, we don't see him on his own very rarely at all except through the shutters of that office you know we see yeah that thing um then andy millman he's a it's a buddy comedy he's partnered mm. up with somebody else and we his his uh arrogance is bounced off maggie's like naivety and that's that's really fun mm. um or, or his need for fame in fact yeah that's very convenient for this yeah this, this right. podcast. like it's just his 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 need to be better than he already thought he was kind yeah, of to, yeah. Be, uh, to be uh to be it's that weakness. that that that's a very clear open wound in him 
Yeah, that's a really good place to sort of... Right, it, you're very good at this, bringing things back around. <laughs> I didn't think you'd be very good at this specifically. This is a skill I didn't know you had to be oh, able yeah, to... Oh, yeah, no, actually, yeah, no, this is what I'm talking about, actually, that, that I've been on Jordan's radio show about three times, so uh, I was terrified you'd come in and just fucking blitz this and just, like, start, OK, everyone, we listen to 50 Years <laughs> for the Word Lab! <laughs> just like, today, your host is Stephen Trouble. Do you want to say something, Steve? And I'm like, no, no, keep No, going. not at all. <laughs> um, that's the nice thing. No, you're... You, you're very good at deviating. I didn't know you also had the skill to swim back. It's like, what's it yeah. called? What's it called? That movie uh, um, with that guy. <laughs> I expected you to know. You exactly know that guy from that thing? <clears throat> um, um, that where, where humans are genetically engineered to be better and his character, Ethan Hawke. Gattaca. Gattaca. Where he hasn't got the strength to swim back. That's how he always won against yes. his brother. So you've got the strength to swim back to the subject we were talking about. I didn't think you had that. I knew you could <laughs> get means, out somewhere else. Which means that you're the one who wins, though. That means... I'm the one well, who yeah. almost drowns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but okay. the point is we're back to the subject of fame and that is, of course, what we're talking about today. Okay. Yes. Now I do feel like I've... Please go back to what you're saying about Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just like that, yeah. I, uh, keep, I keep tying it back. Right, so I happily will play fake, fake arrogance and be the joke, be the butt of the joke. I hope it... I deliberately want it to betray the inner feelings, which I have, is that not being fully complete and obviously mm. it's, it's, it's supposed to be this tragic sort of back and forth of this is an outward facing thing mm. I, I'm shouting at you and being crazy and being confident because inside I'm, I'm still figuring things out that's what I'm communicating and that's why people respond to that they like yeah. confidence yeah. but surely on an intellectual level they see that if you were like that this wouldn't be funny yes Noel Fielding is really funny yeah. I find Liam no sorry Noel Gallagher is really funny <laughs> no, okay. I feel fun, like we're going to need to give everyone like a, 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 a cipher to decide yeah, to, yeah. To, to work but out who we're talking about in this what I meant to say is that I find Noel Gallagher very funny and charming and I find Liam Gallagher slightly more uh, difficult to approach because I think he really believes all yes. the hype and Noel Gallagher knows he's a rock star but he knows it's a joke yes. that he knows he's a rock yes, star yes that's so true I think you're absolutely right that's so interesting it's like you have these two brothers and one of them is the one who can kind of uh, wink at the audience Exactly like Bros, exactly like the Bros documentary. Did you see it? No, what happened? When will I, <laughs> will I be famous? 50 uses for the word love. Um, it's Bros documentary, so they're two brothers, and one of them went off to L- the biggest band in the world in 1990. Yeah, and one of them went off to LA, and one of them stayed here, I think. Um, point is, they made a docu- documentary about them recently and it came across as a as a mockumentary it yeah. seemed like a joke like spinal tap or something right, right exactly yeah. and one of them was clearly the more delusional of the two the mm. singer and right. the drummer was still pretty he was that much fame for that young is crazy but they're twins as well which is something you can well, obviously, interesting. obviously uh, oh man to. maybe i don't want i think yeah. i think i've avoided it because right but firstly because i don't know if this has anything to do with the uh, with fame or celebrity but <laughs> the moment everyone starts talking about something i don't want to watch it Oh, right, yeah. I'm you were kind of, a contrarian. I, yeah, I'm a contrarian by heart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the other thing, I think now you've told me it's about twins embarrassing themselves. I'm yeah. <laughs> in fact, ties in perfectly to my first story about um, the spotlight. Because I want to talk about this This word, starstruck, yeah. is a way of talking about a lot of different things. Because we're going to talk about fandom in different episodes. Uh, this is more about the idea of the lure of the spotlight. Yeah. And I think you're a perfect guest for this episode because you know what it's like to be on both sides of that. You are a star... But also, I think there are people that you would be starstruck around. Yeah, you, you it's feel both place, sides yeah. of the glow. And I remember me and my brother doing a funny little slapstick shtick dance, wordless, to a piece of music <laughs> at a school talent show right. when we were about maybe even a, no, yeah, it was about six or seven or eight. 
and <laughs> we were young. Yeah. And I just remember nobody laughing, it not going very well, or not not going well, but just nothing. We just got nothing for it, and we rehearsed it. Right. I'm we, sort of it. You got this look in your yeah. eye. There was someone in the audience that you, this <laughs> like famous person that then came up and told you it was really rubbish. No, that's not the end of the story, is it? <laughs> that's not the end of the right, story. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is this the dream that you have every night, John? It's just when you were talk- when you led into it from South Street. You're like we did this thing. Yeah. And then. Lo and behold, in the audience was, I don't know, the, guy, the, the guys that played the Winklevoss twins. <laughs> they were like, the twins, you're shit. Actually, they weren't even twins. What we're talking about, the guys that played them was one guy. Like, yeah, it was one on. guy, but My they bad. were carrying the, yeah. the real Winklevoss real twins. Real twins were there. They yeah, said, exactly. you give twins a bad name. <laughs> right, so you're dancing and you're six. Yeah, and I just, all I remember was that I think there was that, if that had gone better, I would have maybe thought that I was going to be a star. Wow, but you really think you can pinpoint it? Actually, it to I think this thing. set me back years and years of thinking, oh, because oh, I remember in my head just going, I don't know if David thought this because we didn't talk about it, but mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, well, that was embarrassing. I'm never doing that again. I'm never getting on stage again. Right, but that surely lays the groundwork for, like, the, the reason I. <laughs> let's let's use the correct parlance, am amazing and a star, mm, mm, is because mm. I so didn't. I Same as you. I failed and I hated it, so I didn't want that to right. ever happen again. Oh my god! Okay. So if, if if that had gone so easy for you, you kept swimming <laughs> yeah, to the other side. If that had been that easy, if you, I turned yeah. back and drowned. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. And that's if you'd done well. If that yeah. had been amazing, you'd have gone. Well, this is easy. Right. I won't put in as much effort. Surely that makes sense. So maybe, or I would have become one of those delusional students who yeah. are just kind of like nice enough people, but sociopaths you yeah know, like or like just like really performative you ever meet those people that are like they'll do a they'll do a tap dance for you like no questions asked yeah just like, yeah, un- yeah unsolicited yeah tap. yeah just like really tappy that's, that's, <laughs> that's the only word i can use i find that kind of thing i think if i become performance precocious i right. think i, I would have been a lot i don't more like I, am today. I can't handle those people and they, they are fabulous people and i say this a lot being transgender and i'm i hang around with a lot of lovely lgbt people mm. a lot of drag queens right and i'm the least fabulous person i know and i'm really happy with that so mm. when they're around and it's all yas queen yeah i'm like yeah, i'm yeah. not your queen don't make me your queen <laughs> we will we will not survive as a nation if i'm your queen <laughs> i don't like this this is too loud and abdicate yeah please go and be amazing yeah. this sounds awful do it somewhere else where you will be appreciated. And I want you to be in charge of society. I want you to, to lead the, the, the fray. I can't do that. And I don't want to be there when you do it. I just want to be at home watching you on telly. Jordan, are you going to be one of the drafters of the gay enlightenment? <laughs> <laughs> the Declaration of Independence, creating a gay parliament that does that has its own executive powers. I'm definitely bang Separation on Separation of yeah. church and state. <laughs> Well, I think that's probably a gay issue. That's probably already already done, yeah. Yeah, That's like issue number one. I've definitely got the agenda of I'm going to get as many women into positions of power as possible. I like that. I've I've jumped on a bit of a moving train now that feminism's getting good. I've decided to jump in and become (laughs) a lady. But I am, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I did what you just said, but I was on my yeah. own because I'm not a twin. Yeah. Not that you can only perform. But you failed. How did you fail? I didn't fail. I did really well. That's my, oh, okay. my point. Right. So what happened right. is I did Michael Jackson uh, at Billie Jean at oh. the um, year 10 talent show or something like that. Smashed it. But then for the next two years, everyone called me Michael Jackson, which morphed to Jordan Jackson, which by year 11 became Michael Jordan, which is a wow. different person. And I didn't like it. It's like stream of consciousness bullying. Yeah. So yeah. it, and it, it ruined it. It's not 
it's weird because it's not an insult. And now nowadays it would be considered <laughs> differently. But it wasn't an insult because I liked Michael Jackson. What's really funny is that you morphed from uh, Michael Jackson to a black guy. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> when Michael Jackson morphed from a black guy it's to, really to Michael Jackson. It's really I wonder if they were cleverer than I thought. <laughs> it's like reverse Michael Jackson. Um, but you're being associated with that. Maybe that's the thing. Because I was the person, I was voted most likely to be famous in my school thing. And I only Why? thought about this the other day. Because I'm, again, I'm not a fabulous person. I, I wasn't yeah. like... Showbiz. I'm doing mm. jazz hands. Um, showbiz. I I can't and I can't bring myself to do that. So it was more, I guess, just the tenacity of all. Oh, I need. I I can get good bang for my buck in yeah. terms of fame. I know where to position myself to get the most attention. Yeah. Very easily. So that that was the end game was attention. Yes. Oh yeah. I think it's it's not from attention from everyone. It's attention from specific people. Who? Uh, people that are s- s- uh, better better than me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want the people that are in charge to like me. The people so that, who are in charge. The people that are in charge to like me so that I can glide my way up. I like thought Family this, and my parents? Family, yeah. Oh, it's got to come from that, hasn't it? Okay. My, my dad, he's so sweet, but every time I tell him something, I told, just told him about this Comedy Central thing, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. But if I told him I just won the lot, well, that'd be different if there's a lot of money yeah, involved. Yeah. If I told him I just won an amazing, I've had won an Oscar, he'd go, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's, right. he's got a limiter. My mum will only think I'm a comedian when I'm on Live at the Apollo and probably That's probably not even then. She's never come to a show. She if thinks... you went on Live at the Apollo, I'd think you were less of a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. What I'll do is I'll go and be on Live at the Apollo, but they won't be able to air it because nobody laughed and everyone will be like, legend. That'd be amazing. He's a real comedian. That's it, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Actually, Adrian Taus wrote me a joke. Adrian Taus, yeah. He wrote me a joke. Um, which I might use because it's funny. Um, That's cool. Why are you I love got, it when you people, people write writing jokes for you? Well, I write jokes for people sometimes. I like it. It's a real compliment if somebody writes you a joke. Yeah, because um, they know your voice. Yeah, exactly. And right. it was because he knew my dad writes the dictionary. He's a lexicographer. That's really cool. I didn't know that. My dad writes jokes for the English dictionary. Oh. I know. It's super cool, right? So Adrian was like, um, I've rewritten it to, to sound like me, but it's... Um, uh, my dad writes the Oxford English Dictionary. If you look up the word comedian, it just says, maybe just call it a hobby. <laughs> that's really good that's a great joke why why when people talk about the dictionaries do they say you know yeah that guy's a real real live wire look up the word dangerous and you'll see a picture of him in the dictionary there's no pictures in the dictionary <laughs> why is that a phrase yeah that's what you call a um a floppy disk encyclopedia game in like yeah. 1995 yeah. if your dad actually does that which i have no reason to doubt he doesn't because you've told me and it's just the truth can we hook that up so there's a picture of me next to the word fame in the dictionary yeah that'd be but great. a full page it it's got to be really obtu- obtuse yeah it's got to be really obscene <laughs> like a like a, a a plate like a full like, like a full illustration like <laughs> Yeah, like the, the middle pages. Like you're the reading the Lone Ranger. Yeah. No definition either. Just the picture. Yeah, the yeah, picture. yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, so I think um, what so so you're, you're trying to get attention. You're trying to get um, uh, the respect. I guess. I think people? it is more a claim. There's a difference because attention implies that you'd be happy with bad attention. Well, there's no such thing. That's what they say, isn't there? There's no such thing. Uh, I think well, it was no Oscar Wilde who said progress. the only thing worse than uh, be, being talked about is not being talked about. Yeah, that's true. There is no such thing as bad publicity. That's what they say. Yeah, it's a, it's a really Donald Trump is a perfect example of that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. those numbers they translate to well, something must be happening. Those yeah. v- viewing numbers and things. Well, he could admit to sexual assault oh uh, God, uh, on yeah. tape. And yeah. it's not the end of his career. He, he said, "I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue, and everyone would just like me more." Yeah, and I'm kind of like. Imagine if, imagine if he did do that. Another bump in the polls! Yeah! <laughs> it would be so We'd just be parodying it on SNL. Yeah. yeah. Um, like that scene in Batman 1, when he walks into, you know, um, 
there's a state senator or policeman there, and I'd have no yeah. worry blowing your head off in front of all of them. I own this town. That's the, oh, oh my god, have you ever, has Mo Safaf ever done that for you? No. Mo Safaf can do that scene word perfect. Oh Better impression than you just did. Oh, well, that's a terrible impression, so I hope, oh my I god, hope so. Yeah. The, and you always fear. That's really good. You don't understand. You don't understand. It's the, <laughs> it's the, uh, no, I think it's a, uh, no, my favorite is a, uh, so don't come down here with your anger. <laughs> I got. I have, I have some phone footage of Mo Serfav doing that blazing drunk to oh, yeah. my twin brother, and David is going. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a beautiful meeting of minds. That's a really good impression. I like seeing people do good impressions. It sort yeah. of is a bit haunting. It's like a bit like stage magic. Because you're like, how yeah. did you get that to go there? Yeah, is that yeah. how you felt during my Gene Hackman one earlier? No. Okay. No, no, that was fine. Well, I mean, obviously, you were like, he wasn't like that in The Shining. <laughs> If, you, if that's not made its way in, yeah, my, my, yeah, my my impressions uh, can't account for your brain not working. That's true. All. Yeah, okay. no, that's absolute. That's fine. Well, we make a say. I mentioned if it's not mentioned already, doing the Jeff Goldblum thing next month, mm. and he's a niche weird creature in show business. It's not going to yeah. land for everybody. But then that's why we're making it and not outsourcing it to a studio because yeah. they'd water it down to. Yeah. You know. Oh my god. So we're going to be super niche. Okay, let's get back. Right. Track. Fame! When was the first time you saw or acknowledged a famous person? Uh, like, you, don't, not, you don't have to have met them, but I mean, like, who was the first famous person that exists in your brain? Uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, like, because okay. it's, it's, that is a filler in your mind for the word fame, isn't it? When mm. you're, it's just the most famous person to have ever existed. My dad's the biggest Elvis Presley fan fair and in the world and I mean that in, in terms of all the collectibles everything you can imagine he goes to Memphis every year really? and he's always in his mind I think we've had this war of who was the most famous mm. because of the metric there wasn't as many people on the planet mm. when Elvis Presley did his comeback yeah. special yeah. Michael Jackson MTV all of that and I found a CD and I was like I I never enjoyed bands growing up never mm. enjoyed bands because you're sharing the the spotlight right so I never listened to the Beatles till I was about 21 you know interesting yeah. but wow. Michael Jackson um, characters like Johnny Cash uh, the people that had a mythology around them. It's not just about being famous, it's yeah. about that story. Uh, Marilyn Manson, dark horse of his generation. You can trace there being a dark horse in every generation, the, mm. even t- to the aesthetic of the darkness and the macabre. Um, Brian Ferry a little bit, mm. Meatloaf with the Bat of Hell and all the theatricality. So I only like solo artists. Is this, would that have contributed to you being tall, dark, friend? Yeah. Oh, or yeah. Are you uh, yeah. trying to be the dark horse of Definitely. your generation? Definitely. It was, it was like, that was on my first album, I think, on the back. It was like um. Jordan Gray. No, it, it just told our friend the dark horse of... The generation, yeah. okay. and my third album was called Dark Horse. It couldn't okay. have been more. It couldn't have been more obvious. Okay. <laughs> but I wasn't doing it ironically. That's no, the thing here. No. Now I am. Yeah. Then I wasn't. Then it was right. b- wanting to be bruising and dark and mysterious and mis- misunderstood and playing the long game. But that's just that's, almost, from... that's exactly what I mean about you know both sides. Yeah, of the spotlight. You 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 were the person believing their own. Yeah, kind of to be in their dream, own hype and mythology. That's it. And just like uh, Ricky Gervais, he was a pop star. He literally was yes. a pop star before. And I, I use that as a template now. I love that he can refer back to it and parody it. Mm. And that's what I want to do now. I want to make shows about, you know, I, I, we've not mentioned it that thus far. I did a reality show called The Voice in 2016. Yes. Um, I don't know if that you was going to get to it or that was going to filter oh, in. Oh, definitely. Yeah, 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 so yeah, I won't yeah, go, on, go on about it. Well, I mean, no, no. It's, 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 it's very it's up key. Now, it's very, no, but it's very key to what we're talking about. I mean, if you've been interviewed about it a fuckload of times and you're bored of talking about it, then don't talk about no, it. No, it's cool. I mean, cool. what actually led to that? Why did you... Was that the first reality TV thing you ever did? I did a TV show called Sing Date about four years previous. Sing Date. Sing Date. And it is... What would you say that was if you had to guess? Sounds like a kind of 
forced karaoke as if like if the CIA did dates. Right. And you and you instead of waterboarding <laughs> you, they made you sing at each other. Wow, okay. People that you really liked. It was it's a dating show that was masquerading as a talent show and I didn't realise and I got oh. the wrong end of that, so I thought it was a talent <laughs> show. Instead you yeah. just found love. Well, right, so it was you sing over laptop to someone. Um it was made for Sky Living and mm. It, I, I never saw it. I never saw the episode. I just saw the singing bit. Uh, you sing over a laptop, then they fuse them together into a duet, and then the winner goes to London to do a live duet, and w- I, I won, and we we sang together that um, Mel C and Brian Adams song. Or is it? Oh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, we gonna uh, is that the one? house all night, wandering for a place to go. <laughs> that one. Uh, baby, when you're gone. It's yeah, baby. baby gone. Yeah, that's it. I, I got the yeah. musicality of it right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was my first little weird bit of reality tv and instantly it was just when twitter was sort of just happening as well in my life so that was not fun because it was obviously it was a joke and it's a joke to have done it so you almost felt kind of embarrassed doing yeah it it was embarrassing because it's so obvious that it's you're then just trying for the fame everyone on there the person i was with thought it was a talent show and we ended up together that's why you ended up together yeah yeah yeah, that's beautiful that's Um, actually a little beautiful little story and ironically means you win the dating show you win the date and then because you were soulmates we we i wouldn't say we ever romantically involved well physically why am I saying this on a podcast? You don't have to, you don't right, have to show off, mate. <laughs> but uh, we weren't really together, but anyway, point is... Don't believe yeah. anything that bitch says! <laughs> uh, so, I, and then I I swore off them. I said I'd never do them, but I auditioned for Britain's Got Talent mm. five years before I, I transitioned from male to female. I'm okay. um, and I had an anxiety dream the night before that we were all on stage dancing, and I'm looking at Simon Cowell going, I'm not here to dance! <laughs> Oh, I didn't sign up for dancing. I'm a singer. Um, and it, I got, yeah, I got four. And why, this doesn't matter, but I got four yeses, but I was one of the group that then didn't go through to the televised okay. bit. Um, so you got all four, all four of the yeses yeah. from the actual, from the, from the, from the, from the, from the people, the, yeah. The guys. Sam McCall told yeah. me I needed to sit still, which is terrible advice. Yeah. Because um, it was my whole shtick was that I was Jerry Lee Lewis. I was jumping around like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, this is all before I transitioned. Then I, I went up for the voice again and it, and it, I was doing parodies of other people by accident. Mm. I went in and did a Ray Charles that was just me doing Ray Charles. Did a Michael Jackson that was just Michael Jackson. And I remember leaving all sad and in tears. And the lady was like, well, we can't just, we can't put you through because you just sound like other people. And I remember going back in and being like, I do have a voice of my own. And then I left. <laughs> and it's really whining. Yeah, and it's really, this is why it's so I completely swore off him and I went it alone. I did all right. I done really well actually as tall dark friend as a solo mm, artist. Mm, mm. Um, but then there's nothing prepares you for prime time terrestrial TV. And it would, what? So I did it five or six times. Like yeah. prime time, you're on there doing the. You know. Was that the only, you were only on TV five times in this show in in the Voice? In the, over the course of the Voice, you do yeah the, the rounds. So the the audition, the battle, right. the. So, semis but it means that, like, if you talk about, you know, Andy Warhol's fifteen minutes of fame, if you accumulate that's it, about about that. five hours <laughs> of of being on TV, of actually being live on TV. Oh no, I was not on screen for five hours. Okay, but five time five episodes, you see me perform. Yeah. So all together with the idents and with the extra yeah, bits that yeah, we did, yeah, probably yeah. yeah, maybe it makes fifteen and, minutes. And you say it doesn't, nothing can prepare you for that. So nothing. just that amount of time has completely changed your entire life. Yeah, yeah, like uh, the just the social media response to Paloma Faith was my mentor and she just said don't look at it don't turn it on so for the auditions I did because you want to see what it's like um, and it was a weird coincidence well not coincidence that's the point of it was 50% 50% of people saying she's amazing mm-hmm. and 50% of people saying he's shit wow. isn't that amazing how it's like 
they oh would God. equate the two. They conflate the how we feel about gender presentation with how with That's talent. So really weird. But that, because also, how many years ago was this? Uh, 2016 so three three years ago that's like the transgender conversation happening in real time yeah like, that's when that conversation yeah. was actually starting to be talked about in the and you obviously were right there at didn't realise how big of a thing it was but yeah it was the first one in, yeah. in the world first transgender contestant on The Voice UK and reality TV wise talent shows I think back yeah. in the Eurovision had a great <laughs> it's kind of a better better that than both mediocre. Just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's great is the best possible outcome yeah, of that, it, it that would, conversation. That'd be awful. That'd be so... Yeah. That would In fact, if, if anything, you know, that's, that, that really means that is who you truly are because the, 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 whenever they thought about you in a male way, they thought, shit, <laughs> yeah, like, they wrote it like, off because we, we vote no to, yeah. to, to, to male Jordan Gray. She's living a lie! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so... That, yeah, it, crazy, obviously all the opportunities that come with that, and then spinning off into, yeah, my surgery, my boob job, it was filmed for this ITV documentary. Yes. That's a huge thing to go through, because that's way more personal, you're under a microscope, mm. Br- roping in family, and my fiance, she's now on screen as well, so yeah. it, it uh, gravitates out. You're mm. do, you're really good at this, knowing you, re- just this is, knowing Steve, like, <laughs> really well, he would so jump in so many times now, but he's been really... Uh, con- considered and really I can see you've got you're just thinking of the next really poignant thing to say you're doing really well <laughs> <laughs> he's just waiting he only laughed because I laughed if I, if I hadn't laughed you'd have kept that going right so uh, yeah uh, uh, that was Transformation Street mm. working title for that by the way because it's all about transgender people was Sex Change in the City <laughs> <laughs> and that was the working title up until the 11th hour. Why are they hour. always eating? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> they don't gain any weight. Oh, my God. And then all the silly little spin-offs. So now I've gone up and down the UK and around the Europe doing Pride-related stuff. And you, mm. you're the face of this thing. But you don't want to be the most fabulous person. I hate being... That's the yeah. point. I have to go on and after the, the... I don't know, some RuPaul contestant has come on and done mm-hmm. amazing and got the crowd up. Mm-hmm. And I'm there like a weird little cheeky transgender David Brent going, all right, hello, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or Russell, obviously it's Russell, I'm doing it Russell. But I, I don't, uh, I like all the trappings mm-hmm. of fame though, I can't deny that. I do not enjoy... Well, uh, okay, so yeah. uh, when you did Transformation Street, what led to your decision to have that such a personal part of your life happen on TV? Because did somebody else say, oh, you should do this? Or did you, because like you could have gone away and done that completely privately. Yeah. But you decided to make it com- uh, completely laid bare. I think... Genuinely, this isn't a joke, it just sounds like one. I think because it was going to be on TV, I knew that they couldn't fuck it up. (laughs) So I was like, if they do it on TV, it's going to be legit. Everything, I'm going to be treated so nice because there's a camera pointing at the person that's talking to me. So everything's going to be, well, we can do this for you. It was embarrassing. I went in for the boob job, like the consultation, and he goes, obviously, so we can do this. We get you up to a nice sporty Mm -hmm. C cut. Um, We can also sort out that hairline for you and, you know, the brow. And I was like, what? What do you the mean? Brow? My, my brow bone. It's a, obviously it's a genetic thing that like genetic males have. Most like, people have brow. Bro- oh really? Yeah, it's you, it's more smooth, more of a feminine okay. face. It's like a Neanderthal overhang. Right, right. So he was like, "It's Cro Magnon yeah. man, not yeah. Cro Magnon woman." Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> they said um, we we could sort that out for you. You know, we can lower the hairline. I was like, "I only came in for you. You give me a complex now." I know I was on camera, so oh, I'm going, no. oh, "Okay." Because you did, did, you didn't. Get no, none of that. No, no, no. They wouldn't, wouldn't look have, like this. I now. wouldn't have thought that you have a very masculine. Well, that's brow. thank you. That's very sweet of you. No. I um, maybe maybe it's a complex, but now thank, thankfully for next month when we're shooting the Jeff Goldblum sketch, we've had the same hairline. <laughs> I don't have a weird now hairline. That needs <laughs> Do you to know what's really funny? 
is that like you went in there <laughs> to become the woman that you know you've always been yeah. and uh, uh, as almost as part of that they went and gave you a bunch of neurotic complexes about your appearance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were like, well, you see, part of our process is we're also going to make you hate yourself and everything about you. Yeah, you want the real And make experience. you want to have to change things for no reason. <sighs> yeah, that's beautiful. It was, it was, it's this weird poetry, isn't it, that you uh, preach about you being yourself and then you make this real, like this crazy surgical intervention. So the only way I can really think of it is I'm the next stage of human evolution and I have mm. become... If, yeah, I do this bit about being a cyborg. I'm now prosthetic enough that I, I yeah. classify as a cyborg. So it's all a bit distant from me. I don't think of it as a real thing. Who's I never the, do. Who's the, who's the, who's the, the cyborg lady in, in the old TV show? The, the $6 million The bionic woman. woman. Bionic woman, yeah. Bionic woman. Yeah. 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 She's, yeah, I don't have that. They tried to reboot it with the girl from EastEnders. Oh, they did. It looked quite good. And, uh, and she, she... Des- she so deserved a good vehicle. And I'm really yeah. sad for that. Oh. She could have been like Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner would have done a good six million dollar woman. Actually, she would have done pretty well. That's a dumb thing to reboot the six million dollar man yeah. into the six million dollar woman because the pricing is the same. And <laughs> hey, hey, equality, yeah, man. Yeah, right. We don't want to pay that. That is a great joke. That is a great joke. Why wasn't it called the five thousand <laughs> five million seven hundred fifty thousand pounds woman? There we go. See, that is a great We're joke. Comedy on the podcast. That is so good. But we can release this later, so you can go on stage like tonight and do it. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. So, uh, point is, yeah. fame disillusions you. Mm-hmm. Made up a word there, I think, but it's our no, podcast. No, no, disillusions is a word. Um, and it distances you from as long as you don't attach yourself. I everything I do. I uh, my sense of well-being is definitely connected to how well I'm doing mm. and that's but, but but that metric changes the goalpost changes yeah. so if you're like well I have a wife so we're mm-hmm. happy or if I'm not on TV I'm miserable it's yeah. it, it changes but it, you have to distance yourself from that so I treat this whole thing very very ironically but mm. still want to do really well at it yeah, that's the, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. dichotomy <laughs> you said about making the doctors themselves worried about getting it wrong and like putting the pressure on them now I'm just imagining these really neurotic Fame obsessed doctors. They, yeah, like they're like yeah, yeah. in the in the surgery, and they're like, "Can we put me a bit of suction here?" <laughs> Turn into camera. Ch- check my makeup on my top brow. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting swab, swab, swab by the nurse. Swab powder, swab. That's Get that crazy. cat out of here. <laughs> Again, um, that world is is that is that way. You know, they are representative of that landscape. They've had stuff done. They were very charming. I thought when I met my uh, doctor, uh, Mr. Inglefield, mm. I thought it was uh, the devil, but a very charming devil that I'd be quite happy to have work on me. I thought nice. he might be supernaturally endowed, like he's you endowed. <laughs> he's 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 a bit of a bit of a character but okay. just yeah but it's but i mean it in a, it's a compliment he's just very charming like okay. supernaturally charming okay um so, so faustian yeah yeah nice exactly when i was on the table just before i went under thinking i might die mm-hmm. because you just do <laughs> yeah. I, I made a joke and i'm really happy with the way this went i i was lying there and I, they say count to five and i said um i said why is there gum on the ceiling and every single person <laughs> around the table looked up before i went out it was my little moment. If I died, that would... That would have been that. the perfect last... Why is there gum on the ceiling? There was no gum. Obviously, I need to point out there was yeah. no gum on the ceiling. But every all the surgeons, I just see them look up and that's the last thing I saw before I went to sleep. Um, <laughs> I wish it just peeled off and fell in you. <laughs> that, that would be the biggest irony. He'll be in my breast for seven years. <laughs> no, if, if I'd said, why is that gum on the ceiling? And there had been gum and then it fell into my mouth and I died. <laughs> Then I don't get the credit for that joke. That's cosmic irony. That's God's joke. <laughs> You'll be the new Loopy Velez. 
That is so deep. Cut. I know. I'm sorry. That is the nichest reference. Uh, thank you. In fact, we're not even going to explain it. That's no, how niche we'll it leave is. that there. Okay. Right. Um, so, so I feel like you're giving me a lovely, very neat chronology. Yeah. So, yeah, at what point? Because now you started doing comedy. Yeah. Um, what led to that? Is it is it that realizing that you wanted to be ironic instead of yeah, taking I, yourself yeah. too seriously? I can't write a love song now without thinking it sounds stupid. But before I was fully invested in it, and it's mm. really sad. It is sad. One of the things that I'm most I, I can't say regret because it was out of my hands. Um, so I didn't do anything, mm. but I felt like I had a muse on my shoulder, you know, like mm. what I say, and I honestly felt like it flew away. It's that really sad oh. thing of I remember a time when I was so excited to write a lovely chord progression mm. and communicate that. Yeah. Now I can only play covers with really? feeling, but yeah, only yeah, play yeah. covers. Comedy's straight from your brain to the audience. There's yeah. no messing about. You you have to be your own everything, and I like that. Mm. I want all the credit for everything I do. Mm. That's I want I want people to look <laughs> and go. Oh, look at her looking now. She must be thinking about the next crazy project or something. Yeah. yeah. So comedies great for that, but putting a team together has diffused that slightly, and I do now feel very proud of the team. I'm yeah. happy for our producer from Tall Dark Friend because yeah. no, it's to give you context, listeners. Obviously, um, I wrote uh, this little sitcom thing called Tall Dark Friend with our dear Stephen here. Like, like he, he, he belongs to you, listeners. Stephen loves you, <laughs> Steve of the people, um, and it won some awards and it did really well. Uh, Steve plays Steve. Yeah. And uh, that fucking guy. Yeah, and I, uh, and our producer went and accepted the award, and I saw mm. a picture, and there was nothing in me that went. Oh, I should have been, been holding the award. I just yeah. was just like, this is so sweet and so nice. So that's a gift. Well, and also people were congratulating me days As later. Well, they should. And I and I'd only just seen it the night before, mm. so there was a part of me that was like, what did I do? I didn't do it. I didn't do it. What's that? <laughs> but it's, it's so interesting how people kind of react to that. I think comedy is interesting when you think about fame because. Comedians are the only people who can be world famous and nobody recognizes exactly. them. Exactly. Oh my god. Or I'd... they're unattractive, or you know, there's nothing remarkable about them. Yeah. You could pass them on the street. Yep. I, I had uh, Jim Norton on my little radio show, and my producers had no idea who that was. It was obviously a big fish. Oh to gosh, catch and tap. huge fish. Um, and Pip came in, Scrooby's Pip, and he was like, "That is mental. Why yeah. is nobody saying anything that you've got mm. Jim Norton on the show?" Well, um, I was, I was going to mention Scroobius Pip, actually, yeah. because I remember you saying that you were friends with Scroobius Pip, and oh, I was Pip's like, oh my god, Scroobius Pip? But I only know Scroobius Pip from one song that I was addicted to in university. Yeah. It was uh, Thou Shalt uh, Always, Always yeah. Kill. Good and advice. So, uh, it's brilliant, brilliant song. <laughs> but it means that like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a very, I'm, as you say, I'm a contrarian, so I don't know a lot of yeah, stuff. But he, so. Yeah, he, that's, it's a niche thing. He's all but it means that if artist. I hadn't listened to that one song, yeah. you would have said that, and I would not have cared. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's, it's a funny old thing. And that's kind of a nice thing in comedy. That is family. It's a web around the world of comedians. And mm. you can go into any room with a comedian and make friends, yeah. usually. Yeah. And, and nobody else knows that level. Mm. And we all, know, we all know exactly how well each other's doing. Don't let anyone deny it. <laughs> we all look it up all the time. Um, uh, worse. That's nice. Worse is the, uh, is the answer. Yeah, how, much how well are you doing? Do. Worse, than, <laughs> worse, than, than, worse than it seems. Worse than you think. Worse um, than yesterday. <laughs> but then my favourite comedians are the rock stars of comedy. I love the whole thing that happened, these sort of uh, early noughties, uh, the comedy goths of like Russell Brown and Noel Fielding, that it was, comedy was rock and roll again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Andrew Dice Clay, and that's obviously he was the rock star of comedy. But he was a c- character. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well yeah, talked yeah, to yeah. So like, So every, he was like a rock star, but didn't, he probably hated it on the entire He was like, guys, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm not. I like the show. I like Dice. I enjoyed the mm. show Dice quite a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I don't watch it and enjoy it for the same. But there's yeah. loads of people like that, isn't there? Um, yeah. So, so I, I still I want that. I want the rock star treatment. Mm. 
but also to be doing comedy, not to be doing music. Tim Minchin, Tim Minchin, sorry, another one to important, one, yeah. very important to mention. He probably said it all off. There is a rumour that Russell used to have his hair in a beanie before he saw Tim Minchin, and then he created that <laughs> Buffon. That's, that's the true, true, true thing I've heard. And so really, Tim's the one that brought that over from this crazy land of Oz and mm. created the goth comedy revolution. Goth comedy, yeah. my God. I think for me, it goes back to Bill Hicks in university. Oh gosh, yeah, um, I mean, but, the dark but, horse of comedy. Yeah, he really was. But then, then you, but, but through him, you get to Carling and Pryor and all those kind of people. And then you know, uh, and and I don't know if I still feel the same way as I did back then about them. About Bill Cosby, yeah. Uh, well, I, I never actually, I never actually listened to Bill Cosby. Same, I didn't watch the same. show. Yeah. Didn't see. It, so I didn't know anything about him. That's a really interesting example because we're talking about a guy who was so famous. It was seemingly yep, impossible crazy. to take him down. Yep. You know, how many fifty people accusing him? You know what I mean? Like it's like, and there's still probably huge groups of people right up who until don't the, want to believe it. Yeah, the, the conviction right yeah. up until the actual conviction. He was on stage doing stand up, not explicitly about that, but about yeah. being accused of stuff. Oh, really? That's crazy. Oh, huh? fuck. That's mad. That is mad. Yeah. I mean, it's all material. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that... write what you know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Russell's. Big, I think Shameless was his second big stand-up, and it's about the controversy of the Andrew Sachs scandal with oh right, yeah, J- Jonathan Ross, and that was that's a main throughline of the whole show, <laughs> and it worked. He had a big screen with himself on, which is a very clever move to have because we see him in that context when mm. you see people on TV. For them to you to be at stand-up and they're on another big screen, you're like, well, this person must be famous. <laughs> There's a big screen with their face on. Well, it's like the first time I thought of famous people was when I was really really young. It was the Oscars. Because right. I remember the Oscars. Which which Oscar are you talking about specifically? Uh, basically, the Oscars. Oscar Pistorius. No, no. <laughs> Just all the Oscars. You realise that they had the Oscars. They had Sarah, the Academy Awards. Okay, um, that's better. Yeah, Call yeah. it by its Oscar, name. Oscar the Grouch, maybe. Yeah, he'd be my favourite Oscar if I had to pick one. Um, <laughs> oh man, fucking Sesame Street. Fucking Sesame don't, Street. Don't laugh at that shit. When will I will <laughs> I be famous? Right, we're back, and we're back. But no, but, but when Billy Crystal would uh, host the Oscars, oh, um, yeah. and it was when it was on terrestrial TV, it moved to Sky, and then our family didn't have Sky. So, but so for a, like three years in a row, me and my brother would stay up all night to watch the Oscars, oh. and that was the first time I thought of people being kind of uh, quote unquote better than me. Yeah, like they're there at that place. Right. Billy Crystal's the comedian, but he's also like the master of ceremonies. And then I watched, I saw a couple of clips of this year's Oscars, right, yeah, where they yeah. didn't have a host, yeah. and it just looks like a bunch of losers trying to throw their own party. Congratulating themselves. And it yeah. just, it, and even the set looked horrible. It looked small. And it, because just, yeah. just get John Mulaney to host the Oscars. If, if like, they should just have John Mulaney hosting the Oscars until he dies. Was That's it? what they should do. Because he actually loves yeah. what he jokes about. Yeah. You need... Billy Crystal or Whoopi Goldberg, you need somebody who elevates it by being the person who you need. You need it uh, yeah, dignified you need a symbol. with you need the a host. Bastion. And that was that was my first view of, and I think that could have contributed to me wanting to become a filmmaker. And like I said, was that feeling of like, oh, I want to be. I don't want to be on the stage. I just want to be sat. I want to sit in the room. I want to be invited to the. Well, party. that's it. There's so many comedians talk about it. Jerry Seinfeld famously saying on record as like getting into comedy because you just want to be one of those guys. Mm. Just one of them. So it wasn't about the trappings and trimmings. I've come at it from left field because I've come from music and then I've, I've seen the appeal of that. But mm. for me, it wasn't starting thinking I want to be one of those. It was I want to mm. be the one above all. I want to be mm. Neo from The Matrix. And then comedy is filling up the other half of it. Like, oh, there's nice people that yeah. I can be around. We can all be famous. Yeah. Fame must be a part of it. Yes. But we can, <laughs> they, yeah. yeah, there's that lovely bit in the... In the uh, 
what's it called? Um, Jerry, Chris Rock, Louis. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, the round of what was it called? Oh God, laughing, talking funny. Talking funny. Yeah. Where he says, doesn't he? He says, "Who, who do I want to impress?" You guys. Yeah. He, he says it is verbatim. He's like, yeah. you guys, you're the ones I want. I want you to think that I did a good job and, and it, my jokes were more than mm. the, just jokes. Mm. So, yeah. And also all the YouTube better. comments I saw for that were just like people going, why is Gervais there? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, do, you know what I mean? Like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, there is that chip on your shoulder that you get when you when you, you become famous of like, you suddenly feel like, oh, these are my peers now, which means I must be as good as I think they are. But I also doubt myself. I've got imposter yeah. syndrome. Imposter syndrome. That's Well, that's it. Again, I've, I play this character... Because I have massive imposter syndrome, but I'm happy. I happily balance those two things. Mm. I it's well over the top, and the moment I come too close to thinking that I actually might be better than other people, it will mm. stop being funny. Mm. It's obviously because I know I'm just an odd, odd person that mm. didn't get enough praise for the things that should have been praised, i.e., intelligence <laughs> when I was little. So yeah. I have. N- I'm not a star. But I have never... You are a star. Well, thank you. And I mean, uh, it's all relative. Thank you for the amendment to what I said. I, I misspoke. <laughs> I am a star. <laughs> I have never in Obviously, my life... Obviously, I'm the star maker. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone who I proclaim a star, it is last. 50 stars. Oh, when you've hit 50, 50 episodes, what mm. are you going to do? I'll do something else. <laughs> That's great. Wouldn't it be great if my nose just started bleeding when you asked me that <laughs> question? That. Like, Your eyes kind of roll back. And then I just die. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do when you get hit 50? And I'll be like... I don't know. Get out. No, Sorry, what were you saying? Uh, I've just saying every girlfriend I've ever had. Um, mm-hmm. I have never, I've never met someone that didn't see me before I saw them. It's just as in they saw me performing Ooh. on stage or on television. That's interesting. I was going to ask yep. about that because obviously you have a fiance. Yeah, lovely fiance. Yep, she saw me. Is on she stage. a fan of you? She's just super supportive. But yeah, but she, did she know you before you were famous? She or did yeah, she, she saw me performing. Um, at Sparkle Festival just before The Voice. Good time to get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's weird because then I had to say to her after a year, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be a comedian instead. And she went along with that, which is very That's sweet. Perfect. It's like a lovely test, isn't it? Yeah, but she, um, yeah, she'd seen me and then she looked me up on Facebook. It's really weird. I've literally, I've never pursued somebody in my life. That's not saying that, oh, like they should have or anything. I'm just saying it's it's not, so it's a skill set I don't have, let's say that. Wait, 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 say that again. You, you never pursued somebody? Nobody's pursued somebody. So you, you never romantically pursued somebody? It never. Because they've always pursued Because they've always you come, come to me. Because you're famous? Or just because they've seen me first, yeah, performing. Right. Or, and they assume a level of confidence of you when you're on stage. Yes. So then they're shy. And that yeah. obviously puts you in a position of power to be able to ease into it and say, well, let's have a drink sometime. I don't have to mm. think of so something clever. So you're not good clever. at it? Did I've you pursue no... her? No. <laughs> no. So you're just incredibly lucky she, I'm that incredibly it's all lucky. done. You're going to get married. You never ever. Fuck, yes, she fuck proposed. You, Jordan. She proposed at the same never place. Have to yeah. fucking, never have to. She proposed to you? She proposed and I pushed her over in the mud. Like, so she. I, I was like, <laughs> no, this is too much. And I pushed her in the mud and ran away. And then she followed me covered in mud and asked again. And obviously I said yes. So I would have said yes the first time. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, let me get this straight. <laughs> you, you are never, talking at Alec, Guinness, at Alec Baldwin level of quiet over there now. Come to the mic. Right. Let me just get this straight, Jordan. <laughs> Bada bing. Uh, <laughs> what you're trying to tell me, Jordan, yeah. is never go with a hippie to a second location. <laughs> <laughs> right, so. Okay, you've never had to try to get somebody to like you. Your, your fiance chased you, and then when she tried to ask you to marry her, you ran away and then assaulted her. <laughs> Uh, pushed her, I pushed her in mud and then, then I ran, ran away, away. Yeah, right. yeah. and then she followed you again and yeah. it was second time lucky second time lucky oh that's actually adorable it's very sweet she was going to do it on stage which is really out of character for her because I'd just been she performing she was going to do it on stage so I, where we she saw me at Sparkle it's a transgender festival in Manchester mm-hmm. a year later 
she she came to see me there and that's when we met for the first time a year later i think that's right a year later she proposed backstage but she would have oh. done it on stage but she was shooed off by me because she was standing in the wings for some reason and everyone came on all the mm-hmm. organizers it was a big goodbye and she grabbed my hand and said no stay here and i thought she i don't know why but i was like get off the stage i was like get off the stage i've got to do this thing now and then she let me know backstage that it was supposed to be an on-stage proposal which would have been a beautiful moment Mm. that i ruined by being too neurotic and wanting to do my job because i was hosting yeah but then when did you throw her in the mud there was there mud on stage backstage it's a festival but um our tent it had been a bad bad flooding and uh, <laughs> it was antediluvian. It was an antediluvian <laughs> proposal. No, it wasn't. It was post-diluvian. Fuck. Oh, f- antediluvian well. would have been the best best time to do it. Yeah, because then she true. would have had a good old. She would have hit the ground and it would have been dry. Maybe it would have. She would have bounced bad. right off. Maybe it would have grazed her. Yeah, something. imagine. Can, can you imagine that memory without her? Without bedecked, the mud. Bedecked in slime. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yes. Did you then make love in the mud like immediately? That would have been way was too much effort. A, a- <laughs> So much effort to do in the mud. I've not. I don't think I've done it in mud. Okay. No, nope, never have. Pool table, different. The Pool opposite table? end of the spectrum. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Not again. Not. I don't. Not recommend. No. Is that? It's a bit. It's just hard. No, <laughs> it's literally a right. slab of slate. It's a slab of slate that's designed to hold these garnet balls. These these <laughs> these these ceramic orbs. So it's not no it's not fun it's it's a stupid fantasy that people yeah. have they do it and they regret it threesomes the same exactly all that it's, oh really it's, yeah it's all boring it's all too boring much admin. too, too much admin. admin i'll tell you yeah. what uh, is sounds boring but it's brilliant getting married it's really nice yeah it's, yeah it's fun being yeah, engaged really yeah yeah she's just super supportive really nice and what's the what's the what's the eta when are you get married july oh i won't say the date and location because i yeah. am a star yes we can't have that Oh, well, that, yeah. that brings us on to a, a neat segue. Just <laughs> your next question. When and where um, are you getting married? <laughs> no, no, no. The next, uh, um, speaking of star fuckers, groupies. Groupies. Uh, or fans, because I, I looked up a bunch of stuff about fans. We'll do fandom in a different episode, but yeah. this does tie in. Yeah. Uh, the thing called celebrity worship syndrome. Right. Which okay. is when you get the, the scary fans. For, and it's usually for one person rather than... Oh, they, yeah, they become they obsessed, obsessed with one person, one person yeah. rather than and just apparently there's, like, there's the six types. You've got simple, obsessional. Oh, these are the types of f- yeah, stuff? Yeah, of, like of wow. celebrity worship syndrome. Okay. Simple, obsessional, which I assume is just kind of like general being yeah. obsessed. Uh, love, obsessional, which is where they entertain the idea that you have a relationship with them. Yeah, romantic relationship. Um, yeah. Erotomanic. Erotomanic, yeah, like sexually Well, that, that actually combines two words that we will do in this podcast. Eros and mania. Which what? are two of the Greek uh, types is, of love. This is a proper podcast. Oh, man. It's very good. Oh, yeah. Like this. I'm, 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 I'm an equal to you, Jordan. Okay. <laughs> How many uses are there for the word love? We'll find out. In five um, more episodes. Be like, oh, there was 19. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> there are no more uses for the word love. <laughs> love in French. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, entertainment social. Oh, what's that mean? Uh, I think that's that quite low level. That's kind of like keeping up the Kardashians level of obsession. Right. Just kind of you socially love. I think uh, the, the, the erotomanic is uh, when you think they're giving you secret messages and stuff. It's a very, wow. very tied up with mental health okay. issues and you know, almost schizophrenia and stuff yeah. like that. And then you've got intense personal, which is where you don't even know them, but you think you're soulmates with them. Sure. Uh, and then borderline pathological, which is the most severe. Which is yeah, like and that's what going to be. Stalking. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of them involve stalking. I, I can't say I've approached anything near pathological, but definitely I have people now in my life that I only know from them being fans hmm. that 
have given me more than I've ever could possibly have ever given them. Do you they're know amazing. they're listening right now? If they are, and they know that they are, they're yeah. wonderful. They're yeah. great. They're yeah. not even on that list of people. They're just great. They're yeah. really supportive, Certainly. but they know that relationship and that's yeah. really nice yeah. and then we've, if people if we've migrated into being fans that's really lovely mm. but then a, few, a couple of people um, got all guys I think as well the, interesting the, the ones the, those are, the ones I'm talking about are all women yeah the ones I'm about to mention are all guys people that have brought me presents and things and then assumed that that maybe was like a token of right. a reciprocal yeah. thing that, yeah Ugh. that's weird showing up to things and also messaging me all the way through the day it's a very aggressive thing to do just show up out of the blue when someone's not expecting it even if they are famous but they, I get messages even now having not been on telly for gosh knows how long that mm. say um you know, if you see a friend, you might go on their Facebook wall and say, oh, saw you in Tesco's today and you didn't say hi. Or... No, you didn't say hi. But, yeah, but I get yeah, that a yeah, lot yeah. of just seeing Jordan Gray, not to mm, me, but to mm. just seeing Jordan Gray going to this place. Or um, if it is to me, it's it just feels very insipid. Yeah. Like you were in you were in the shop today. I know. Yes. I don't need you to alarm me. Yes. You were also there clearly, or at least in the bushes. I didn't need to know that either. Yeah. It's, it's, that's a bit disconcerting. That is. In fact, it's like, uh, do, you, do you ever worry about whenever you go on the radio or even now that you don't want to... <laughs> can we just establish to everyone we're not sending any messages right now? There are oh, no, right, there are no hidden right. messages in this in this podcast. Speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm not, I don't do myself any favours by sending out erotic messages. Unless you are friends. a comedy agent. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You uh, will be taken care of not in a violent way no in a romantic in a, in a jerking you off way well that's explicit yeah also violent but Could I felt be. like I felt like you needed clarification it did yeah that's perfect clarification that is what will happen <laughs> um, I would who would you do that for not be a pathological maniac but who do you think you could if you had the financial means to kind of retire who would you retire into obsessing over who could you spend the rest of your life <laughs> Obsessing it. <laughs> if, I, if I was independently wealthy and all I had to do was just be in love at someone. Yeah, you know, like how our dear friend and comedian um, that loves the Spice Girls, uh, Samuel Zernig. How do you say Zernig? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Samuel. German, yeah. Yeah, German. Zernig? Uh, I think it's C H Zernig. Um, he's a. Uh, he is independently. He's he's got. He's very very good at what he does. And he's also a great comedian. Yes. But he could afford to follow the Spice Girls around, and he loves it. Right. But he's not. He's not crazy. He knows the level that he's at of fandom, yeah. and he acknowledges that as part of the comedy. He knows that it's yeah. insane. But he can do that. He could for the rest of his life follow the Spice Girls around. Well, if fact, did, did you know that the the origin of the term Yas Queen? Yas Queen. Yeah. It Go was on. a fan, a very fabulous gay fan, uh, screaming at Lady Gaga. Going yes, Gaga, yes, yes, Gaga, <laughs> and that created all that that, that 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 phrase comes in exactly from one like in, like, like some Snapchat video or something. There's right. some footage of just Lady Gaga at a place, and there's just this fabulous gay guy that screaming is, yes, Gaga. That, it, that sentence is one of the ten top banes of my life. It's so right. annoying because it's not for me. Lady Gaga's not for me. I love Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. but when she says like you were born this way no awesome that's the whole point i'm a transgender person that has got against the circumstances of my birth right with surgery and other implements <laughs> to not be that way i wasn't born this way that song's not for me love it not for yeah. me but that's right. funny because it's like it's like yas is in the the eye of the screamer it's like it's like you can't choose who yas is you you know what i yeah, mean like yeah. yas is not about you it's about the person just don't elect me as your queen i'll be the i could be a tv queen i can be the t- uh, tina fey by the way you mentioned tina fey reading her yes. or uh, listening to her audiobook amazing oh amazing yeah. so incredible i'll be that queen 
yeah. in 10 years theoretically I, Not- I, I think that's the type of fame that I want I just want to be respected for something that I've done writing wise or yeah. like maybe maybe since since actually since meeting you I feel a lot more comfortable acting as well yeah but uh, when I was a kid my idea of fame was I'll have written something that's on people's shelves and that's I'll be nice. well thought of yeah I'll be able to stand on the shelf with other people in fact I thought everyone was going to be that when I was a kid I just assumed everyone right. writes a book right. right that's what I thought everyone in the world did because I'm from Oxford <laughs> I'm a little white guy from Oxford and my thought was, I'll have written a kid's book and illustrated it, and I'll be like Roald Dahl. Aww. And everyone will say, there's Roald Dahl and there's Stephen Trumbull, and they both are people who did things. That's, right. that's essentially all yeah, I thought, thought. being a grown-up was. And I thought, Aww. you would have one, and you would have one, and you would have one. And my one would be as good as your one, but very different. Yeah. And that's it. And that that's was the, the world we the live path. in. That was the legacy everyone left was... A, a, piece of literature a piece of prose or something yeah. that was yeah i think that's ironic because we now live in a world where that is kind of true through social media yeah yeah everyone can put everyone something out is there a is... content generator yeah yeah but i kind of want to talk about that even though it's it ties so well to this subject it bores me so much <laughs> i don't want to sure. talk about it fame just like social media is eating itself network mm. television is dying media is dying yeah. it, but that doesn't mean it's gonna die it's just mm. it needs to breath, new breath it will mm. metamorphosize in answer to your question who would I be obsessed with <laughs> yeah I don't know the funny thing that always occurs to me is this really sad one <laughs> that I just want to meet Kate Winslet yeah and, and like the funny thing no, no, the thing is is that some people hate her but she was just my big love as a kid like I was in love with her when yeah. I was a teenager, as in like, you know, like I wanted to be Colonel Brandon. As oh. I, said. I just want to be Colonel Brandon. That's all I've ever wanted to be. Yeah. Um, and uh, so she was like, she's actually, I've got a poster of her on my bedroom wall. She's like, the only woman I've ever had on my wall right. is Kate Winslet from the film Quills. I never saw Quills. Oh, but it's I such a good film. It's such okay. a good film. It's such a good film about dealing with like shame and sexuality, especially if you're a repressed dude like me. Yeah. Um, and I just like... Oh fuck! If I met Kate Winslet, I would just go to pieces. I just I wouldn't be able to. I'd be like, <laughs> and like some people hate her because like she'll work with like Roman Polanski and Woody Allen and stuff. Like she's she's another star fucker. She'll she if if you're a big deal, she will work with you yeah, regardless she's of what you've done. Politically inclined. In some that people way, just in find that, her annoying. Yeah. Some people flat out hate her. But it's just like she's such a part of who I am that I would love to. I just want to someday be in the same room as her but it would probably be terrifying for her do you never think because i think this i've i've i only had two people that i was so super super into and one of them was Scrooby's pip that i mm. then just met and is just brilliant and russell brand who i don't want to meet until i've got something to contribute to his life i <laughs> i don't even have enough energy in me to be starstruck by people it's i, I can't get excited right, so, you, so you wouldn't you wouldn't describe yourself as someone who gets starstruck um, no I, I can recognize the different levels and meeting J- jerry seinfeld because i i think of people he's distilled comedy for me he's yeah. just this perfect clean distilled mm. comedy so that's like meeting comedy yeah. like michael jackson would have been meeting fame Mm. meeting the archetypal forces of the universe it'd be like meeting an infinity stone yes that's right. exactly what i was right. gonna say <laughs> it's literally i thought you were going for a high five and you sit the, the couch fame stone yeah the, that's amazing that's amazing <laughs> right so i yeah it's not the same thing i've met enough people now i've got people in my phone that i never thought i would 
I don't know, mm. have a word with, like a CC, like yeah, in person. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's that thing of, it's that world. You can't help but bump into other asteroids. Mm. I'm, that makes that sounds like I'm equating myself. It's so difficult to say this without sounding like a dick. Maybe. But also, still keeping beautifully within the kind of the, 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 star, astro- the astronomical yeah. theme. The semantic field of the cosmos. Mm. Um, it's that thing of... It is, um, each new encounter makes it less and less, obviously. Like, okay. you, you, that's just normal. That's nice. But you, people stop being ideas. And that's a good thing. People stop yeah. being the ideas of themselves and they become what they are. And yeah. often that's better. Like, Paloma Faith, to me, is just uh, the kind... I'm an atheist, but she's mm. one of the closest things to, like, a living angelic force oh. for good. She's so wonderful. She's yeah. so intelligent. Um, she's so just uh, warm and kind and she helps everybody that she meets. And the idea of her, I, you know, as everybody yeah. has, she was the kooky thing. She hates yeah. that word, I think. Like, just she, she was the kooky <laughs> Manic pixie, side uh, thing. dream girl. Exactly, yeah. She, oh, never mind the buzzcocks, like, trying on pumpkin heads with Noel Fielding or whatever. It's right, yeah, kooky. Yeah, yeah. But she's uh, meeting her in person. She's just ten times that. So maybe. she's, a, she's a, a celebrity, the rare case of a celebrity exceeding the expectations, being better than what she seems on the surface. Yeah, you're right, that you is rare. the real person and she was even more lovely than just oh she's she's just cute and on tv yeah you met her and you were like oh my god she's actually like an angel yeah that's, that's it and there's, there's people say she's not changed since she was 18 i think there's a lot to be said for that mm. um science <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh so yeah starstruck wise not really but what i meant is that thing do you not think meeting kate winslet you'd want to meet her if you had something could to contribute to have worked yourself up to the point where you could yeah i think i think when something. i was a filmmaker i wanted to become a filmmaker that she would want to work with yeah you know what I mean? That's what I think. I think that counting yourself a, amongst the Roman Polanskis and Woody Yes, I, 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 <laughs> you, you want to be one of those. I want to be part of that proud choir of. Uh, yeah. I want to be somebody so fucked up that Kate Winslet wouldn't Wonder mind Wonder working Wonder. with me. Um, yeah. But no, I kind of feel like um, I thought about this a lot recently, actually, because I was trying to rationalise all this in my head, and I was thinking, especially obviously, this we won't talk about it too much, but this ties into a, a lot of the conversations we've had about comedians who have fallen from grace. Yeah. Who other comedians can't, they can't get beyond how they felt about them. So if you talk about Cosby or Lucy or CK or anything like that, and yeah. you kind of go, okay, but they inspired me to become this. So I can't deal with the fact that they could have done something wrong or whatever. Right. So you'd have to deconstruct yeah. yourself, depending yeah. on how you saw yourself. And yeah. I remember thinking about Kate Winslet and I remember thinking, because she was the first woman who I was romantically attracted to physically attracted to and uh you know um so i but i remember thinking and this is gonna sound even weirder that kate winslet in my head wasn't her that was me right i was using her she the way she inspired me was in my so so, 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 i don't know her i've never met her it's good to point out at this point i do not know her i've never met her she could be i could spend 10 minutes with her and decide that she's the most insipid person i've ever met yeah that's that's odd when that happens so it's like if someone inspired you if, you know, Bill Cosby or Louis C.K. inspired you to become a comedian, it's really you finding the confidence within yourself and you used somebody you saw in the world to buoy your your uh, your, your your confidence up. Uh, but you don't know them. You don't know of any course, of these people. Yeah, it shouldn't be surprising when anything happens when to, to people that we don't know. It's like, it's like nobody gives a shit about how fucked up Wagner was or um, Hitchcock <laughs> because sure. they're long dead. Louis C.K.'s biggest problem is that he's still alive and that we can still give him money. That's why it's such a problem for people. No one would care about, like, how many people Hollywood stars, like, you know, Kevin Spacey. Like, if Kevin Spacey, we found out about Kevin Spacey 25 years after he died, 
all his films would still be classic. They'd still be like, um, oh, it's just, well, it turns out he was a fucked up guy like most Hollywood people. You know, it's it's a weird thing. And it goes back to what I was saying about the fact that we don't know these people and that really our love for them and their love for their work yeah. is kind of, we own that. We own our relationship with them. And do you think uh, probably a very important variable there that Michael Jackson and Wagner share is that you can just listen. You're not staring at the face of somebody who you disagree yeah. with. So that's different there, mm. isn't it? Kevin's, I, I now watch Kevin Spacey with that, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, but, I know, I can't. I but, mean, I used to love his films so much and yeah. his performances. But if Kevin Spacey was a, was a recordingized, listening to it is different, mm. isn't it? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe that it depends what kind of learner you are, if yeah. you're a visual or audio learner. I can listen to the music of... Like, um, when, what's it called? Gary Glitter's song comes <laughs> on. Yeah. I, I wouldn't stick it on at a party yeah, but if yeah, it comes yeah. on I could bop along to the party people and I'm not I know that it's awful and I'm not going to mm. buy it and I'm not going to mm. permeate it but it's like I don't even know it but my point is I wouldn't switch it off with disgust but if he comes on TV I'm like well I don't want to look at this well that's why it's so interesting to see this time in history because you know like uh, the R. Kelly documentary came out around the same time oh, yeah. as the Michael Jackson one and that one is even more interesting because there's kind of with the Bill Cosby thing there's such a, a community around this person who it's even harder for than most people like like you know if you're if you're an uh, you know, African American uh, and R. Kelly is like an idol of yours you know I saw so many posts on social media uh, from people of color who are friends of mine who were like, we're going, um, okay, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm done. But the, oh my God, it, it took a long time for me to be done with this guy. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's, I it's, didn't realize how popular he was to be oh, fair. Oh, it's hugely popular. Like, like, so I believe I Can Fly was the first song I ever sang. Like in yeah. an official capacity, I'd sang it at a little talent show thing. Yeah. And it was my song for like a yeah. year. Yeah. But the thing is, I find it really funny because it's like, um, it was so funny that, that, that with the R. Kelly and the, the Michael Jackson stuff because <laughs> now is the time for documentaries about crimes that everyone's horrified by that yeah. we knew about almost 20, 30 years ago. Right, like, like, right. like Dave Chappelle was doing jokes about R. Kelly before he quit the Chappelle show. That's <laughs> how old, that's how much we all knew all along. There's that whole thing of, you know, the open secret. You know what I mean? I find that fascinating. In fact, we, if, if, if you want to talk more about the Michael Jackson thing, I think there's there's room for that wiggle room of still... Uh, uh, kind of seeing him as a myth because yeah, in well, my mind a lot of the focus in those stories isn't in the right place because I think the real as much as he obviously was this horrible person he's also very obviously insane and well, he's surrounded yeah. by a village you know they say it takes a village to raise a child I think right, it also takes a yeah. village to let Michael Jackson get away with abusing a child and if you think about all the sane people who earned money off him who were who would let him do that and make it create infrastructure for him to do that yeah that is never talked about those are the people who should be like well i mean all, all of them should but i feel like why aren't why is it always the famous person oh, it's yeah, always the figurehead who gets the heat too. yeah and then the institutionalized problem is not addressed like you know uh weinstein you know um uh casting couch casting couch has been like a common archetypal joke for about 60 years yeah so we all know about it and then it's like, oh, so now Harvey Weinstein is going to go to jail, so everything's okay. It's like, no, it isn't. Even, I watched a little thing about this, uh, even pornography casting couches, unless it's explicitly mentioned, of like, you're not actually expected to perform sex acts <laughs> and the casting couch. There's yeah. this thing of like, the level of, of uh, maybe obviously because it's such an, a heightened medium mm. for that sort of thing, the level of respect and the general consensus is don't go in expecting to have any problem there. Mm. That's, you know, I just that's a weird parallel to have drawn. But it, for what me, that's mean? the fact that, yeah, you go in to do porn 
and you can f- safely think that everything's going to be fine mm. and and you're not going to there's not going to be an involvement or any um, mm. power struggle there but probably it's because of that is what should would be expected of that medium that like you said the, the on, ongoing archetypal joke of the casting couch is yeah, yeah you yeah. know but yeah um, I was but watching... it should, we should live in a world where you should be able to safely just become a porn star without it should all be unionized or any star any star is, is no, the but point, the, yeah. actually porn stars are really interesting because porn stars are the famous people who aren't acknowledged they're like the most famous oh, that's so they're the true. most secret hidden famous people because I remember years ago being in a corner shop with my brother and him Freudian slipping the name of a porn star, and I recognised the name, and Aww. we didn't, and I, and I, and I kind he didn't of, I, it. I laughed to myself. He said it. He heard himself say it. I heard him say it, but he didn't know that I would know exactly who he was talking about because right. he said a name that sounded exactly like this other name. He just Freudian slipped it, and it was a. And if you were just a fly on the wall, you wouldn't have seen anything weird happen. But I remember feeling like, oh my god, this person is secret famous. I wonder if your listeners now, if there's this whole swathe of people really disappointed that you don't share that connection, like a telepathic thing of like... Oh, do you, you want to know the name? <laughs> no, no, no. You and your brother as twins didn't watch the same porn, but you clearly did because you knew the name. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that he wouldn't have already known that. Yeah. I think there's a load of your listeners on a very base level would have been like, oh, I would have thought that you would just know. He'd just share that. Like, <laughs> yeah, listeners, me and my brother didn't both get a stiffy at the exact same time. <laughs> In fact, I'm getting one right now, which means that my brother is having sex with his girlfriend <laughs> in Iowa. I'm really sorry, Why Jordan. Jordan, Jordan I hope so you don't much. feel uncomfortable. I really no. hope you don't feel uncomfortable. It's, it's not your fault. With my it's giant brother stiffy right Brotherly? now. I, I, that shouldn't make me laugh so much. But because he's it's so me, base. He's making me filia in my pants. But I, <laughs> that, I, it's that's funny to me. That level of making jokes about being twinned. The telepathic connection of twins yeah. is funny enough to still make me laugh. It must be so boring and annoying yes. for you, but it still makes me laugh. <laughs> well, it's just not true. There is well, no, of course, there is, there of course is no it's tra- not true. Well, people don't. People think they watch documentaries on it and they think it is true. It's like, I heard a story about a woman and yeah. her sister fell off her bridge and, <laughs> and she hurt her leg and then her sister was like, my leg. And I'm like, yeah, that would be weird if that didn't happen just randomly in the world, just every now and again. Yeah. Do you know how many times my leg hurts for no fucking reason? Exactly. I'm 33, John. You, you never think about it at all. I bet you don't think about it for a second. Exactly. I'm just going to ring up my brother and go, hey, you hit yourself? Yeah. Do it! Do it <laughs> Justify my pain. Do you reckon it works the other way? If you couldn't be bothered to go out and buy painkillers, you could just call your brother and say, can you just go out and get yourself some painkillers? So it transfers. Nobody thinks about that. Right. Yeah. Um, Porn. Porn. <laughs> Uh, oh, what's her name? She's a gothy one. It's the only one I can really name. Okay. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. Alex. She like she got like a Twitter presence. There's some. There are actually some porn stars I follow on Twitter because they're really cool. Yeah, like, yeah. Like feminist, like like, like cool cool porn stars. Oh, Liz Vicious. Her name's Liz okay. Vicious. I've never, I've never heard of her. She looked like Avril Lavigne. <laughs> <laughs> so it was I'm perfect. Set, I'm setting a through line. Yeah. In this. yeah. Oh, I loved Avril Lavigne so much. Is she still around? Well, if the rumours are to be believed, no, but yeah, she is. That's the thing, that she's died and been replaced. Have you heard this? No. That's what I was saying earlier. Okay. Right, so the the ongoing, it's not even a joke, it's like a conspiracy, (laughs) that she was replaced back after like Skater Boy or whatever. Right. And actually was replaced, literally like replaced. Somebody else is now the Avril Lavigne that we know and love. She was in New Zealand. Right. And um, uh, Jeff Goldblum (laughs) fell on her from Well, they were skydiving together. Um, And... And that that so I have a friend that looks so much like her that I want to cast her in something and say she, she oh yeah no this is my friend Vivian or whatever mm. she's next in line to be the next Avril Lavigne if this compliment? first clone dies you're third in line to be Avril Lavigne. well yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah that's the rumor is that Avril Lavigne I mean she's not but the rumor is yeah. that she that is not the Avril Lavigne we knew from Complicated and yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Love that album. That's so interesting, though. That, like, people can be famous for things that they didn't even do. They're famous for a meme about them. Yeah, like the Tom Holland Spider-Man, bless him. He's obviously yeah. Spider-Man, but he's yeah. a walking meme. Jeff Goldblum's a walking meme. Yeah. He's a meme now. That's really what interesting what you said about porn stars. That's so true. They're the most famous people that nobody talks about. Yeah. Well, I think about the terminology. Like, I, I sometimes walk around the street going, if I said the words... Let's think of a word. Say a porn word that nobody ever says. Um, anti-fluid. Anti-diluvian. Anti-diluvian. <laughs> Before the coming, before the coming, before the coming of the flood, a porn word that nobody speaks about. Yeah. Um, I suppose very old school would be okay. fluffing. Okay, that's right, very yeah. old school. Yeah, so you could say fluffing, or you could say, I guess, like I do that joke about fish hooking, fish hooking. <laughs> um, or or even something like like uh, cuckold porn or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but that's a word now in common parlance. A cuck is a common oh yeah, thing, that's isn't a different thing. Is it different? I always thought. Well, I mean, it's, it's linked. It's linked. It's definitely linked. Right. But uh, as in, like people don't say cuck in in porn. So that's what I mean. No, that, they say fuck. That, what you say? Or, or like, or like I have a joke that I'm doing at the moment where I talk about um, how I only had, I only ever first watched porn. Steve in, just. Took a crumb off the table. I'm really sorry to interrupt. It's, a, it's actually a grain of sugar. A grain of little brown sugar. Just while he was talking, we've brown seen that. Sugar. Like it was really, like it was a thing. I'm really sorry. That for me is funny and adds content to your podcast. <laughs> Carry on. I'm setting the world. I'm world building. So um, yeah, you're doing a joke at the moment. I hope the mic picked it up. So my ASMR of me, the grain like yeah. scraping along, Old cutting the table like glass, fire. like diamond. Right. So okay. you're doing a joke about porn. I'm doing a joke about porn about. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, every white comedian ever. Yeah. Every well, no, ever. no, actually, it took a long time for me to actually sure, get sure good at it, you. because it's like... Porn? I, yes. But I do this joke about um, uh, only getting a computer in my room when I went to film school, and it's like, so now I'm learning about these, now I'm suddenly learning all these horrible things, like MILF porn and incest porn and, and DP, which as we all know is, and I get so many of the audience, and if they go double penetration, I go, no, it's director photography, film school. <laughs> Which is beautiful because that is a word, that is a phrase, DP is a phrase that nobody says. Nobody knows what it means. So true. But they do, everyone does know what it means. Everyone knows what that means. But we don't talk about it. It's underground fame. Yeah. I'll give you one now that probably is generational. No, I'm not not equipped for that particular. uh, Here's a term that is in common parlance. Just right, just like how the word tranny means a transistor in a car and they use that in... um, in American parlance, that means mm. there's a little there's the transistor that he's really? fixing in an engine. Know that. So if you go into like nobody will use it unless you're in a garage full of proper like guys. Ah! Like, pass me the tranny, right? No, <laughs> that's not what I meant. Um, ATM machines. Grease it up. <laughs> ATM. Yeah. ATM machines. That's obviously a very rude acronym. What does it mean? Ass to mouth. <gasps> but it's an ATM machine. It means Shit. take money out. So people are saying it all the time. You Put know, your money my, where your mouth is. My, what? My friends are real. ATM machine like as in oh stop treating me like an that's amazing stop that's, treating me like an ATM machine that means two different things for very different generations really that's so funny oh, there you yeah. go. more porn acronyms yeah. for, the, for the world of podcast there we go but that's what I mean I mean we live in these worlds within worlds that's what I'm saying there's like the, the, we have famous people we have secret famous people it's like yeah. ins- is there a porn title for the work movie Inception how would you pornify the Inception Pornception Porn- Pornception is fine. That's fine. Maybe. Um, uh, hashtag we must go deeper. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Right. So, yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. I will... I'd like to be the one of as famous as a porn star. 
but <laughs> to be spoken about well apparently porn stars have got like the most loyal fans like, 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 oh, yeah. like there have been times when uh, I think I saw a documentary about it where there's this porn star she got like diagnosed with like cancer or something oh. and just because it's America just raised all the money for her just like her fans just came through and paid for her yeah just just crowdfunded you must saved, you saved her goddamn life you know yeah. and it's like because they, they loved her that much it's like a huge industry yeah and back to, in fact if talking about like obsessive fans and stuff feeling like you have a relationship with someone yeah if you are a famous person it right. stands to reason that someone somewhere is touching themselves thinking about you yeah so that, it must be yeah. strange for porn stars because they know it's happening yes my poor friend lucy bless her oh. uh, lydia lucy on the voice she had somebody set up a page oh. called uh, lucy's feet and they wanted lucy's her shoes. Feet. yeah something like that she wanted they wanted her shoes um, from the show and stuff like that. But oh. I had a, a guy wrote to me asking for a signed picture and, it, and he said, can I have, pl- please can you send me the one with the blue toenail polish? Mm. And I was like, I've never worn blue toenail polish. Mm. I had, it was just so insignificant that I would never thought, and he'd wow. zoomed in so far to wow. get to the point. Where, oh my yeah. God. Uh, did, did he ask for it to be laminated? <laughs> oh my God. I, it makes to, to the point where sometimes I wonder why anyone goes on TV Right, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, why knowing that that would happen? Yeah. It must be such a horrible, yeah, but that's the thing of dehumanizing feeling. Yeah, but then that's the, that same thing of like we, you do it because society has to change. You know, basically. Yeah, yeah. I know. See, that seems like such. No, a no, but no, no, no. But I don't, yeah. even, I don't even mean in a bad yeah. way because like, sometimes it's like, it's like just like as I say, everyone had like a crush growing up. You know, everyone had like somebody that they they. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like that's what being a teenager is. Being so self aware enough yeah. to know that you shouldn't ever mention it to someone. Yeah, just never mention it. Yeah, yeah it, it can be just, playful yeah. if someone brings it up, but don't be the one to initiate that. If you meet someone that you liked in that way. They know, like you've just said, they know. Yeah. They don't need to be told. That's yeah. just for you. Yeah. Just to tell them is just for you. Yeah. Well, I remember, I, th- I think um, Carrie Fisher said that when she met Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith had to tell her that like, he loved oh, her right. when he was like, a teenager. Yeah. She was like, well, I'm happy I helped you find your lightsaber. Oh. But that was just her being cool and doing yeah, a joke. But really, he shouldn't have said that to her. I liked you when I was a teenager means one specific yes, thing. Yes, that's the only I, thing it means. I think you're great is different than I liked you when I was a teenager. Maybe, I loved you as a Maybe teenager. I should cut all the Kate Winslet stuff of this podcast because now I feel like it's <laughs> creepy and, and, kind of, and kind of aggressive and well, like, I don't know what to do. Times they are a-changing. Yeah. I like it, but then I've picked the right side now. I'm all right. <laughs> I was, what was I saying to you earlier? You just jumped ship. Yeah, is that I did. what you're saying? I jumped on a moving train and I'm <laughs> loving it. Um, I, it's a quite a nice place to sort of wrap up that boat, okay. boat there. I feel... I like this thing of um, smoothing your way to the top, being famous so that you get special treatment, different mm. from attention, but special treatment like like the way I'm dressed now, which is scruffy, and that's fine for you to say, like, as you did very aggressively before we came on. I said that you were scruffy? Not at all. You're so sweet. You just take everything I say really seriously. Um, I'm covered in toothpaste. I've got holes in my trainers and everything. But I, I, tomorrow, I will be going for a meeting at Comedy Central and be wearing the exact same thing because I know that I can yeah. and I can just get away with it because they asked me to come in. Yeah. That's fine. I like that. Wearing shitty clothes to really important stuff is such a pleasure for me because I don't even want to. Yeah. I just like that it's more comfortable and that they're like, either... Um, well, she can if she wants, or she must be such a genius. She can't even think about putting yeah. on clothes. Yeah, or, or yeah, hangover yeah. shades, things exactly. like that as well. But I will, when the world ends, I would like to think. So I've gotten to the point. This is how I sum up my whole career. I would have gotten to the point where, from humble beginnings, I will be that colourful weirdo that's presenting the Hunger Games. Like, <laughs> uh, they will have. They will have gone. Who do we get to? We don't want to be the ones to do it. Yeah. We, we just want to watch. But who's that weird colourful Team character? Paloma. Yeah, exactly. I'll be that. 
And that's that was, I'm very happy with that. I so I, I would have sold my soul. I'm happy with that. Yeah. Well, you already got the devil doing your surgery, so yeah, exactly. uh, You've already sold your soul. Yeah. It's already it's, it's already been pen's been put to paper. Yeah. No, and and it was crowdfunded as well, so it was sold to. What people. was crowdfunded? That's a really good point that you talk. I'm not equating boob surgery to mm. cancer, but um, fans came together. Ten years of fans came together to pay really? for boobs. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't that cool? Really That's cool. lovely. Yeah, yeah. So what they a, like, they yeah. belong to the people now. I always say, like the Lady Dyer, they belong to the people. people now. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, that is, and it's from doing the music for 10 years. Fans came together and yeah. they just... It, th- there was this little thing going that said, basically, if you've ever enjoyed this person's music, mm. she's going for a boob job. Can mm. you wait? And amazing. then obviously somebody sent me the link and I jump on and then I'm now I'm like, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> um that's so. interesting. All right, okay. Um, what uh, I will, that was a really nice wrap up. Yeah, I'll wrap up a couple. Uh, I'll ask you a couple little questions I've got. Do you feel famous uh, right now in this room? No, yes, because you, you don't regard me as anything. <laughs> Is that other why than you like me though? Yeah. In fact, does it annoy you? No, it doesn't. No, it's not annoying. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's really, really good. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I, I do feel that people think that my, what I've done equates to something more than it is. It's more right. than some of its parts, yeah. Because I, I, I was on a film shoot once. Right. <laughs> this is one of my favourite... This is a bit mean. I was on a fashion shoot. I think I was just helping out on the set. I don't know. I can't remember if I was swinging boom or what. I was doing okay. something on set. And it was... So I was surrounded by, like, fashionistas. Yep, sure. And, like, uh, Instagram-y type people. Like, really real yeah. uh, cult of personality guys. Oh, lovely people. Yeah. I actually sat down with models as well, which was really lovely, because talking to them was so nice. Because cause... they can't speak that, because they're models! <laughs> they're just models! They're not even people! And I was like, Wait, yeah. hello? Exactly. Everybody home? <laughs> no, um, no, they're actually they're thinking lovely. Thinking of mannequins. The thing yeah. that's lovely about the models was that um, I learned something really fundamental about them, which was that I had lunch with them, and then I saw them being photographed and I saw the pictures being beamed directly to a laptop and the picture, the person on the laptop right. didn't look like the person I'd had lunch with. Wow, okay. I was like, something's happened yeah. in that process. The phys- their physiology, by yeah. the way they were... St- the way their about. cheeks, the cheekbones, the, mm. the lighting, the hair. I was like, yeah. it taught me so much about the gods and goddesses we see on the, on the oh, posters. Fuck, yeah. I was like, that's actually not them. I've sat down with that person. I had lunch with her and talked to talked to her about fucking what's the big festival in America? Oh yeah, Coachella. Coachella. Yeah, yeah I just had a nice chat with her about Coachella, and I saw this picture of her, and I'm like, that is that's not the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing that happened was I was sat with these guys, and what the the guy whose job was to um, arrange to he was the guy who who arranged all the stuff so it looked good. Yeah, he was like yeah. the uh, uh, director yeah. of photography. Sort no, of. no, not director of photography. Art more director. like art director. Yeah, yeah. Art director, yeah. he was like a fashion slash art director. Okay. So he was there to make sure everything was on fleek and looked great. <laughs> He, we were all sat down having lunch and he turned to everyone in the room and went, oh my God, you won't believe who's following me on Twitter now. And I, just trying to be nice, I was just this guy from the crew, went, whoa, who's following you? And he said a name and I went, you, yeah. who, who's he? And it was, turned out it was a, a, a guy who was big in fashion who was on the film shoot okay. the day before, yeah. who we'd all met. And he was like, uh, yesterday. And I went, oh, oh, which guy? Which one? Yeah. It was like, the white guy or the black guy? And he was like, the, the, the black guy. And I was like, yeah. oh, and... And he's following you on, on Twitter now? Yeah. And then he looked at me, and, he, and I always remember this. He went, yeah. <laughs> and he looked oh. so fucking... He hated me well, so much. Well, that's the point. His, his personality and psyche is, is uh, anchored to that idea. that mm. it, So if, if a normal person with self-knowledge, uh, uh, self like uh, self-awareness would go, oh, it's this person. It's a really cool person. Look how cool it is. And I will now convince you how cool it is. Not, mm. You can't just go... 
like just write you off, you Steelers mm-hmm. person, and say just say, well, you don't know, therefore I have to either thrust you out of my way. I don't want you in my life, or I need <laughs> throw him in the mud. Yeah, that's horrible. Like I feel bad about it. I felt really bad, but I, I no, loved, I did love that look on his face. Numbers though. don't mean anything. They mm. they do mean a little something. They don't mean as much as people think mm. the digit, there's bloody rock bands that were absolute legends whose Twitter's got less than mine and they yeah. still are touring yeah. because they were of a different generation yeah man uh, oh fuck I've got so many things to say why have I, why have I right, left it all to the end wrap it all around alright okay I'll, I'll uh, pepper in I'll do your trademark mover peppering in some stuff as you do you, have any, do you have any funny stories of uh, bumping into people in the street famous people Paloma yeah. just gets trains everywhere like really? The nice, but to to really important stuff from gig to gig on a tour yeah. of a UK tour, she's just on trains with her family and her entourage. Bless her, she's oh. got a baby now as well. She's just an ordinary, yeah. like 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 beautifully normal person. Yeah. So I I bumped into her. It's not a super funny story, but I was on my way somewhere, and she said, "Oh, do you want to be in my music video next week?" Because we'd met on a train station. Mm. And she's like, "Oh, people." So that was cool. I mean, our latest music video for doing that. Um, brief encounter. Brief encounter. <laughs> funny. After the voice, we went out with. Uh, Boy George and Paloma Faith, me and mm. Lydia Lucy, my friend. They just wanted to get to know. We was on each other's teams. Of Lucy's shoes. Of Lucy's shoes, exactly. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, they said some stuff which I can't repeat to okay. you, but just know that it is very funny when two very honest, famous people feel comfortable enough with you. To, that, the How fact that awesome I'm not saying is it now, to say that? Yeah. What? How does it feel to say that to me right now? That I can't. That say you can't it. say something cool that a celebrity oh, right. told you. Yeah, I suppose it's quite Probably cool. Probably feels great, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. But it's that nice thing of because I won't, won't repeat it because I because mm. they weren't just throwing it out there as yeah. guess what it was like right you can't say yeah. these things yeah. so they, right also nothing scandalous mm. like mm. but it's just rude to the point of I can't yeah <laughs> just very rude nothing they, nothing they, involving them either uh, in Oxford I walked past Emma Watson on the way to see Harry Potter four which was surreal that's weird but I made the big mistake yeah. was that I made eye contact with her and then I did the worst thing you can do to someone which I double took. Double and tick. she just looked so annoyed and just walked past oh, me. So I feel like yeah. she hates me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's official. I, I bumped into a, a wonderful actress called Ruth Nega. Do you know who she yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's beautiful. Oh. But I only had known her from like a BBC3 sitcom from okay. like five years ago when I was working from home. I know she's been in so much stuff since, but I didn't even know her I name. I just recognised her. Right. So I was in Soho and I bumped into her in the street and I went, oh, hey. I thought I knew her. Right, that's and they they understand. I thought she was a friend. They understand. But she went but made me love her more because she just smiled at me and went, Yes. Yeah. Hi. Aww. Hi. And I was like, Oh, uh, you're awesome. And then ran away. <laughs> but I remember just thinking, what a sweet lady. And then my friend Adam has the best story, which was that he bumped into Charles Dance in Soho. Okay. Charles Dance literally collided with him, went, Oh, I'm terribly sorry. And then my friend went, <laughs> my friend said, um, that's okay, Charles Dance, and kept walking. <laughs> Using somebody's full name. Very Harold quick. is coming. <laughs> Just like, what you, do you can't, th- you can't not say the full name when you meet Charles Dance. What do, you, what do you think your protocol would be if you met somebody? Um, you pick somebody. Pick a celebrity, and I'll. Oh, uh, like that like, I like or don't like that you like that I like. Uh, Tom Hanks. Right. So you met Tom Hanks. Do you say hi, Tom? Or is that too familiar? Do you say Mr. Hanks? Or is that and then then that's too weird mm. and formal because it's not a formal setting. It's on a yeah. plane or a train. It would be Mr. Hanks, but then I would be countdown to when I think I can hug him. Right. I thought you were going to say to when you could say Tom, but you've jumped over the first. No, it's it's like it's like uh, I'll call him what I'll call him Lucy. Right. Yeah. As long as I get to like uh, oh. be part of his warm embrace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tom! Isn't he sort of like I heard a joke yesterday? He's they said 
and now the uh, list of men who have exposed themselves <laughs> yes. in public has gone down to one. And we thank you, Tom Hanks, or something. Oh no, yeah, I've seen so many. I mean, I've seen so many tweets where it's like uh, uh, world world in shock as Tom Hanks yet again revealed to be completely fucking nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it finally, it finally comes out. Tom Hanks is just, just as lovely nice. as he has always been. I would want him to talk to me the way he delivers lines in films. Like he says something. And it's funny. He does it in a high energy, but then he kind of gets slower. And then he says the end of his line. <laughs> Don't call me Tom. <laughs> Get away from me. Um, okay, and then uh, my, my final thought on uh, fame is that we talk about, because obviously we've done this pilot together. Yeah. You asked me before. Oh, yeah. Are you excited about being famous, Steve? Yeah, how do you see it? And I realized that I like sometimes to cry on the bus. Uh, right, okay. Uh, when I'm on the top deck of a bus, it's like the safest place for me to cry. And uh, you see yourself in the reflection, in the glass, can't you? Yes, Black glass, yes it's nice exactly. It's, yeah. like, it's like through a mirror darkly. That's exactly what I do, yeah. John. And what I do is I'm, I never take a selfie, but I do take a selfie of myself when I'm crying on the bus. It's always very short, yeah. it's just a little thing. Right. Usually I'm just in a bad place or I'm depressed or something's happened. And it's, that's the time when I cry and I take a picture of myself crying and I've collected them. They're not for like public consumption. No, but not going to be a big, your face yeah. that you zoom out. And it's it would make a perfect uh, would I lie to you uh, category though. But um, words. Um, uh, I realised if I become famous, I won't be able to cry on the bus anymore. Why? Because someone will be like, oh, look, Trumbull crying on the bus, hashtag bus wanker. Well, if you, get the f- if you, if you were in the front seat... I mean, that sounds counterintuitive because yeah. they're oncoming cars, but they're not going to be ready to snap. Yeah. So if you're in the very front seat at the top, it'd be fine. I just feel like I'd be exposed. It's just like I can't, I, I, there's a beautiful thing about having the anonymity that I can just be a, a, a bearded guy crying on the top deck for a bus. Yeah. And everyone yeah. leaves me alone as well they should. Yeah, they would, wouldn't they? Yeah. That's the thing. If you saw a celebrity crying, you'd go over and say something, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd feel like this is your time to shine. <laughs> Do something about it. Oh. Stop pitching your sitcom to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna. Are you, I'm just gonna slip you the like, script. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, it needs a B plot line. <laughs> Maybe a C plot line. <laughs> you can. We can work that out. I, 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 you don't even have a teaser at the beginning. Uh-huh. Open woman. Uh, you open haven't allowed for commercial bus. breaks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's a nice way of thinking about yeah. fame. I, as I said to you before, I'm looking forward to just being the ghost at every feast and it being perfectly acceptable because I'm famous. Yeah. So like, just leave her alone. She's, she's famous. She's had a hard day. Mm. If it was somebody else, if it's somebody else's party, it's not okay. Mm. But the onus is always on me to... No, the onus? Yeah, the onus. No, I meant that's the anus. That's great. I, I meant the anus. The anus. Um, the, the anus is always on you. On, no, the, the, the ATM. Is, yeah, the, the, the pressure to perform will be huge, but the pressure to do anything else is zero. So oh. I will not have to be... I can dress as I am now in a really important after show party and just sit in the corner and be miserable and no one is allowed to come and say, are you all right? They go, no, she's famous. <laughs> that's literally all I want. But I love that because that has several meanings because you're basically saying, is she all right? No. No, she, she's no, famous. Not. Gone of course the, she's not the rabbit right. hole. Don't do <laughs> it, by the way. If you ever want to be famous, don't do it. But if you want to do something else and you get famous from it, that's fine. Be proud of yourself. Yeah, yeah. D- yeah. Don't uh, be brass. <laughs> don't be brass. <laughs> that's a lovely. That's a lovely. Yeah. Uh, that's a lovely um, sentiment to end on. I think yeah. uh, this conversation. That's good. This is a good podcast. We still have the the, the ending to do with the game. Yeah. You, sure. Do you have uh, things ready for that? Yeah, I do. Awesome. Yeah, Great. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. Will I, will I be famous? <laughs> 50 uses for the word of 
with Stephen Trumbull. Hi there. <laughs> that's the great, that's the beginning. Let's yeah. do that back at the beginning. Right. No, 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 no. Do it again, do it again. Right. When will I, will I be famous? 50 uses for the word love with Stephen Trumbull. We end the podcast with <laughs> a game. <laughs> With a game where I ask my guests to tell me something that they don't love that everyone seems to be kind of obsessed with, but your your just doesn't appeal to you for yeah. whatever reason. And then just tell me something that you do love and just sell it to me. Start the, with the thing that you hate. The thing that I or that you don't love. The thing that I don't love that, that everyone, everyone else seems loves to love is holidays and time off. Really, I can't stand it. I know we've had this conversation before, but this is more like a bit more detail. I mm. can't stand being somewhere where there was no point of being there except to just relax and have fun. Wow. But a working lunch and a working holiday is different. If okay. I'm going somewhere to play, like we did Barcelona last year, mm. and uh, it was beautiful, got to do lots of stand-up, lots of music, and take my fiancé, and on the days off, we're like, well, there's a gig tomorrow, and we can't go home, so we're obviously we're just in Barcelona. Yeah. That's good, that's time. That's normal managed time. Therefore, let's have fun and go out in the sun. But I would never just go to Barcelona for a week. Wow. That's mad. Holy shit. And working lunches... Uh, brilliant because mm. you're there to work but then also lovely food never would I go to lunch with somebody for the sake of lunch Yeah. if we've done something and then we're going to eat after because we're hungry that's different it's got to be functional well it's like every time you've ever met up with me yeah. for coffee it's been to work and then I have sabotaged it by just talking about lunch yeah we just become friends like, yeah but like, that's, yeah. that's fine that, but that's a constructive <laughs> use of time it, it's I've, never had a productive, I've never had a productive writing session in my entire life George. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah I can't stand it that's really interesting uh, I, I think that it occurs to me that um, for us, I can't afford to go on holiday anymore. That is in Edinburgh, right? So, so that yeah. is a working holiday. That's got it. Of course, that's a that, that is that's att- hard attending an arts festival, enjoying that, mm. going to shows, seeing all your friends. You know, being in a different country, being in a different weather system. It's it's such an exciting rush of the senses. But yeah. uh, uh, I don't I don't know if I could. I actually very tragically have decided that I'm not going to go this year because I can't afford it. It's and bloody because, expensive. Uh, I would only be doing a work in progress anyway. Sure. So I'm going to go for a week, see all my friends, have lunch with them, do spots. That's nice. See shows. Yeah. Which I actually didn't get to do last year because I was working so hard. You it were was, flying it was really like, a, stressful. like a mother flipper. Yeah. yeah. Um, my idea of a perfect holiday when I was growing up was I watched a documentary about the uh, Monty Python. Yeah. And about how they wrote, I believe it was Life of Brian. While they were... While they were on holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember these photos of them just hanging out in this beautiful... I can't remember where it was, but it was like mm. a beach. It was like, it was like they were on like a basically just an exotic beach with one of those cabins that kind of opens out onto the ocean. Yeah. And you just see them like, you know, in their shorts sat around a table making each other laugh and they said it was the best writing experience they ever had and to this day I've never done it but I've always wanted to go on holiday with someone just to write just something to write and you have to have it done by the end of it it's not like we're going to start writing it yeah so I think yeah. I kind of agree with you I like that yeah. a lot of people on the podcast have talked about about wanting their time to their self their, their, their you know so that's actually really out of step yeah, you, time you, to self but more, or time to relax those are different as well mm. though, aren't they would you call yourself a workaholic Yes, probably now. I wouldn't right. have before, but it's like, but I don't see it as a bad thing. There's there's high functioning alcoholics of all kinds. Mm, I'm just mm. a high functioning alcoholic. Very yeah. happy with that. And you I don't, don't drink, so what else am I going to be addicted to? Yeah, exactly. To? You don't see no. a, a crash coming at no. any point? No, because it's burnout. No, no, no. Fame is different. I'll burn out on fame very happily, and it will just get <laughs> make me more famous. That's yeah. the irony of fame, is a self imploding yeah. thing. Um, <laughs> no, but not work. Work's brilliant. I, I need more work. I hate having a day off. Okay. Um, really, really boring. I'm a natural cat. I'm a cat, though. I love a good nap. Yeah, but the, you're working nap. A power nap, working nap. 
That's true. Actually, you're right, actually, because as much as I am a lazy person, the one time I'm not lazy is comedy. Yeah. Like, I will go out of my way to gig places, to spend time writing, spending money that I don't have. That's the other reason I can't go to Edinburgh, because I'm just fucking broke mm. from doing comedy, traveling, pretty mad. going to gigs, and all, all my actual work, the stuff I get paid for, it's like pulling teeth. I fucking hate it. Mm. To the point where it's almost, it's almost hard to do work now. Yeah. Uh, because I love comedy so much. So comedy never feels like work. But that's, that transition is uh, is quite complicated. Hmm. But that's good. I like that. That's a brilliant yeah. one. Yeah. That's lovely. I am brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> when will I, will I be famous? With the uses for the world love. With Jordan Gray. What do you love, Jordan? I love every single Marvel film. And I'm very... I, I can't be objective yeah. about it. Okay. Superhero films broadly as well, because the mythology of superheroes is... I, I think of myself more as a superhero than a comedian, but my power is comedy yeah. and performance. I feel like we've, we've created a new segment called You've Been Jordaned yeah. on uh, Steve's podcast. Oh, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay, so you, you can't be objective about it. You love them all. No, I love them all. What's the closest one you've come to not liking? Uh, the ones that I've... Yeah, ones where there's way too much exposition, which actually Captain Marvel is a bit guilty of at the beginning, but yeah. then it's trying to fumble a lot in. Iron Man t- uh, mm, 2. 2. two. <laughs> I, don't know, I love how yeah. I'm correcting you. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, like I know what the truth is. Um but only because it didn't lend itself to much else outside of it. Also, Edward Norton's Hulk didn't... Um, mm. It's. I liked it. Yeah. I liked him as well. It's a shame that they, that they couldn't work yeah. together. I, yeah, I, I see Edward Norton. I, I see it in the performance thinking mm. he's phoning... He's not phoning in, but he's not committing in the way... He, he's almost... Well, they committing. cut all his favourite stuff out. Yeah, That's why I he was know, angry. So there's a lot of deleted scenes where he's actually... But, like, he, but he wouldn't have known that when they were making it. Like yeah, it feels oh, like mean, he knows like, that he's not going to be. But the his Hulk best stuff is in the stuff that got cut. Like yeah. there's a scene where he like cries at the dinner table just because he, he the, you know, yeah. Betty and her boyfriend just give him a warm dinner, yeah. and it's the first time he's laughed in like two years, and he just starts crying at the table. I'm like, that's fucking. Why'd you cut that out? He's not suited to that style of superhero movie. Yeah. He's quite clearly suited to the uh, meta indie yeah. recreation of superhero movies, i.e. Birdman. Yes. He's clearly more suited playing, to... Playing on how much of a dick he is. Yeah. yeah. Playing, yeah. So, but, uh, so, but I, I can't. I love them. I love them all and it, it's not fair to even, yeah, ask me to criticise. <laughs> well, no, because I'm, I'm, we know this, uh, I, I have quite acquired tastes. Yeah, that's so good. So often good the finish. ones that I don't like are the ones that everyone loves, like Guardians of the Galaxy. Not a fan. Yeah, I why, mean they're okay. I don't know why you didn't like that one. I can't they're remember. Snarky as fuck. That's why. All the characters are snarky. All the characters are douchebags. Right. The director. I'm happy he got rehired to do this. The third one. Yeah. I'm yeah. Very, that's I am really happy cool. about that. Yeah. Firstly, because although it was hypocritical of Disney to fire him as if they didn't already know who he was when they gave him the job, it's like right. do your fucking diligence. Also. Jews are okay, um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's good to sit there once in a while. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but it's like, but so, but it's the fact that it's like also the uh, the whole nostalgia thing, right? With uh, it's going to have a lot of old music and it's going to be like, and it's like people love it. Like, oh look, Baby Groot's dancing. Oh, I love, it, I love. It. It's like you're you're being you've been conditioned to like something like because it's thing. so niche. Also, there's a, I saw there's a really good uh, video essay on it. Oh, God, I feel like such a twat. There's a video <laughs> essay on YouTube about it, about bathos. Do you know what bathos is? No. Bathos is the opposite of pathos. Do All right. Know, do you I know thought... what pathos is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the, the emotional release, yes. the pain. The, bathos you know, the is where you undercut something with humour. 
Right, I thought that was there was a different word for that. Okay, yeah, sure. Well, sure. well it's like the opposite. So pathos would be like Spider-Man realising that he's going to be Spider-Man again and going to save Mary Jane. Yeah. Bathos is when Doctor Strange puts his cape on to go save the day and then the cape starts touching him yeah. and gets a little laugh because he's basically taking the most emotional moment in the film where he decides to be the hero and for throw it away because you don't yeah. give a shit about it because you right. want to make people laugh. Okay, that's really... Cause I, and those films yeah. run on that. I Yep, yeah, yeah, I, I totally... It's like a combustion engine of those two things, mm. between those two things. I think as intelligent people, as we both are very much so, me mm-hmm. more so than you, but that's um, that's fine... Uh, <laughs> we have emotional palettes that are more complex than uh, not me and you no, intelligent no, I mean, people this, this have is, emotional this, palettes this is, your, this is your time yeah, to talk yeah. about what you love yeah. and I'm just shitting on it I'm no, so no, sorry no, the, um, we've got emotional palettes that are, are just a broader usually that's just intelligent people and mm. I, I'm not saying that's a, a weird subset I'm saying it's probably about 60% of the world yeah. is broader I feel like personally that's my hair I just put on the table um, <laughs> I, I feel like um, I try to create moments in comedy where you're not sure if you should laugh or not mm. and those moments where I think I know what you mean yeah so like when Dr. Kate when Dr. Kate Dr. Kate when Dr. <laughs> Dr. Stranger's Kate um, sort of whacks him in the face for me what's happening and I mean this right this is as clearly and sincerely as I can say it okay. that moment where he's achieved Dr. Strangeness is happening and I'm experiencing it simultaneously it doesn't flip a switch for right. me I'm I'm still sort of my heart is still going and I'm still my tears are still coming out and then I laugh and I laugh through those tears and when Captain mm. Marvel turned into the uh, to proper Captain Marvel her binary yeah. form yeah. Um, they do straight away this flirking so does something yeah, but exactly, I'm still yeah. laughing and that moment is a little respite and it, it almost punches it up for me Yeah. so okay. I enjoy it I, unironically so I enjoy you feel it like, you it. feel like it's actually making it so that you feel more high functioning because you're experiencing it on a number of different levels simultaneously I think it's appealing to yeah different emotions at the same time and I, I'm lucky enough to be able to enjoy all of them okay. I don't feel a switch I don't feel cheated by those moments yeah, maybe if yeah. you feel cheated then that's a perfectly reasonable thing to well I mean it's like, like, it's like the most controversial one right. was that I was very I'm not going to I'm not going to say I hated it because it's so objective. Because you've said it so many times, it's it so, would no, lose it's all just, meaning. <laughs> no, because it, a it's so objectively good, and right. b I love the director. Takiki White. Yeah, is Ragnarok. Ragnarok yeah. made me so angry when I watched it because it just looked like they hated Thor. I love the first Thor. Yeah, I didn't mind the second Thor. Second Thor was a bit basic. They, they tried to make it to Games of Thrones, which was their fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but yeah, I love the original Kenneth Branagh one, and Ragnarok just acts like it's a shame to be a film about Thor. And says, let's make it like Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's make it really retro. Let's undercut everything. Like you know, the big rock monster. Everyone like, oh my god, we love him so much. And I just, I just, I started calling him um, the the drama killer. Right. He'd be like, hello, I'm a, I'm a rock monster. I'm here yeah. to. If there's a bit something that might happen that's dramatic, I'm going to come over and something. kill it. I'm good to. Oh, excuse me. Has your ho- has your home just blown up? Yeah. I'm going to undercut <laughs> that. Because I'm the drama killer. Oh, is your father dead? And three of your best friends. Oh, well, I guess I'm going to undercut that with yeah. my drama killing skills. And I'm just like every time he, every so every time I saw him, I just hated him. And it's like, yeah. but everyone he's, he's everyone else's favorite part of the film. It's, he's so it's a very great. different Marvel film. It's different than others. Yeah. Um, but then uh, Chris. Chris um, Hemsworth. Hemsworth loved it, didn't he? He said he it was his, he loved the reimagining. He thought he'd could done as much as he could have done speaking mm. in a Shakespearean accent. Yeah, yeah they're they're allowed to re not well, reboot. I, well, but I re- kind of feel like maybe it's like they never did what they should have done with that franchise, which was gone full Lord of the Rings with it. Right, like actually okay. taking it seriously, had whole armies of aliens attacking armies of Asgardians, like mm. actually just made it a proper sword and shield epic yeah that's what they never quite did that's true 
and it's like it's like they could have gone that way and they didn't, which but, is yeah, fine. That's but, gonna you know. that's creeping in now. That's gonna be the thing. I think that scope needs to be yeah. managed. But then you know I'm an asshole. I mean like 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 I am just trumbling it. You've I been trumbled. Check it out. Boop, 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 boop. We have a listeners. Uh, the Extraordinary Show, my weekly radio show, is just up for an award as well. And I can't help but think that a lot of that is because of our regular recurring feature, You've Been Trumbled. Yay! And it's obviously Steve being the namesake of that feature. Steve yeah. came on and uh, I can't remember why we got into the conversation of breaking. It was probably <laughs> this conversation. basically me being the rock monster, but for conversations. Yeah, like <laughs> criticising uh, uh, genres and things. Killjoying everybody. So now we have a game on the show where... Uh, we have to trumble each other by uh, breaking down the other person's favourite thing from a given genre or medium and just explaining why it's garbage. <laughs> and it's very, very popular. Okay, actually, this is the, I, I feel really bad. I'm going to have to give you the last... I'll give you like the last five minutes of Word because I feel like I asked you oh, on my podcast to say, tell me something you love and then I immediately monologued at you for about No, it's, I mean, that's the point, is that I love them all. I love all the Marvel movies. I love superheroes, larger-than-life individual characters. It's a really important thing for me because growing up, you know, straight white males, it's that thing of the narrative of all those movies, you never have to think about anything because it's just for you. And then hmm. this, it's, oh gosh, it's got, it's got to be the weirdest coincidence in the world that the hmm. first female-led Marvel movie is so politically charged. It's not. It's hmm. really not. It's just the first time men can't look at the screen and go, oh, the main character is me. I can yeah. be that. And all of a sudden, we've all got it. Like, this is the first time I've ever been able to watch a film and go, oh, I could be, hmm. like, since I transitioned, that could be me. Hmm. I've not had that for four years. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. nice. Why do you think it's not coincidence that women like that movie? It, men should just enjoy it as well for what it is, just like we've done with every other yeah. Marvel film. So it, for me, it's more than just yeah. the colour and the superheroes. It's, I, love, I love all superhero stuff, and I think the Captain Marvel introduction is going to be really good for the series. So well, now I'm doubly jazzed. People forget about the fact that it's only the first Captain Marvel movie. All it has to be is a good first film. Yeah. Like the first That's Iron it. Man or the first Thor. Like the first Captain America movie wasn't a masterpiece. Doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. it's, like, it's, like, it's like Captain Marvel just has to be a decent superhero film yep. and it was fucking great. And you know? at the end, there's that line which is obviously fourth wall breaking line where she's talking to the Jude Law character spoiler mm. and he says fight me without your powers and she doesn't she just blasts him and then she's, she's like I've got nothing to prove to you she's, and she's smart yeah. she's, she's just... saying that to everyone yeah. and people are like oh yeah that's just a little dig at us yes it is <laughs> yes it is <laughs> you used idiot. to it mate <laughs> it's a dig at you for saying that she's, she's got nothing to prove it's just got to be a good film that's what she's yeah. got to prove nothing, she's got nothing there's more like to whole, prove there's like whole like essays and YouTube videos all dedicated to how Brie Larson's annoying and she can't act and, oh, like, and her blonde characters, yeah. and blonde like you'd never say that about anybody else you yeah. can, and, and, we've had three yeah. Chris's who are all blonde <laughs> they go oh uh, you know what this, uh, you know, they're trying to be objective. That's also, it's, also, yeah. Tony Stark is a fucking prick. Most, yeah. Most of the superhero main characters aren't actually very likable. They're so narcissists. For you to suddenly be talking about likable characters, but to, yeah, just it, I've just read that and it that boiled my blood. That mentioning that she's blonde, but then mm. trying to be higher and mighty like that. What does that have to do with anything? Or you've 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 got an image of someone and you're just describing it, and it just betrays what you're thinking in your head. You don't yeah. like that there's a woman there, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that her outfit isn't revealing. Yeah, it's uh, functional. Yeah. It's, one of, <laughs> it's a yeah, functional yeah. outfit. Exactly. We're just like, we're just like uh, personally, I'm offended by the fact that she's a blonde white woman. Now yeah. let me get back to my essay about how Black Panther wasn't that great. Yeah, oh, just it, <laughs> it's fucking so clear when you've when you see it from that 
It, it's, it sounds so cliche. Mm. You can say it over and over again and not really believe it. But isn't it weird that white men didn't like Black Panther and they really <laughs> don't like Captain Marvel? Because you I can't look at a screen for two hours and cast yourself in that role. That's all. White men did like Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Panther, well, yeah and I, white I, men yeah. did like Captain Marvel. Of course. It's only the loudest fucking yeah. dicks in the room yeah, the, that yeah. are making a sn- sniff. And That's it's like, yeah, of yeah. course, of course. And it's, it's all people just trying to do their own confirmation bias for something that they've been ranting about since they could hold their dick. <laughs> <laughs> when will I <laughs> right this has been really great you've been uh, you've been a great audience yes. uh, it's, it's rhetorical medium because you mm. can't we can't can, can neither confirm nor deny that I assume you're <laughs> listening because you're listening to this yeah thanks for joining us thank on you. the podcast shush Steve thank you very <laughs> oh, much oh it's finally happening yeah. uh, you've, you've tuned in to Phoenix 90 oh no <laughs> um, Steve I'll let you have the final word because it's only polite I mean, this podcast is huge in Essex. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, thanks no, for having please, me. Actually, no, you, you can sign us off, but then I, I, I say one last thing. Of course. Um, just keep on keeping on. You know, uh, if you're going to be famous, do it properly. Fame responsibly. Mm. And uh, listen to uh, me. Also, fan responsibly. Fan responsibly. That will be coming up in a future episode. <laughs> and um, stop having a go at what? I've separated Brie Larson and Captain Marvel in my mind. Have a go at Brie Larson if you want, but not for no bad reason. Just if she does does a bad thing. But leave Captain Marvel alone or she'll come for you. (laughs) Terrible advice. Yeah. That's that's me up. (laughs) Antagonise fictional characters. (laughs) Um, Right. You've been listening to 50 Uses for the Word Love. My guest today was the wonderful, trailblazing Jordan Gray. Today's word was starstruck. Steve, do you feel starstruck? Uh, Constantly. Bye! I'm Stephen Trumbull, and I love you.